is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, The Monty Show is live on your YouTube machine. How the heck are you? Happy last day of July. July. Okay, are you guys ready for a big word? We are one month away from the end of meteorological summer. September 1st. Wow. Is when meteorological summer ends. Meteorological summer. I can't say meteorological. Okay. You have to say it meteorological. and stuff. And so you just roll it out. Yeah, roll it out. So you just roll it out super easy. There you go. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best <coughs> injury attorneys in the business, excuse me. Um, I tell you, they, they work in our community every single day. Today is the last day to donate to The Advocates on Venmo. They are working with The Road Home, one of the foremost homeless advocacy groups in our country. Um, they are trying to raise money to send kids to school with the basic equipment that they need. And when I say basic equipment, you guys, I'm not talking about protractors and calculators. I'm talking about socks and underwear. And if you've watched this show, if you are at all in support of this show, there is their Venmo. Please send a dollar, $5, a hundred dollars, a million dollars, whatever you happen to have in the couch cushions, Venmo advocates donations today, today, Advocates, donations, and we're not talking about college kids. We're talking about 10-year-olds that are homeless who don't know where they're going to sleep at night. They wear the same one outfit, the, sh- the shirt, the shorts, maybe no socks and no underwear to school every day, and they're trying to learn to read and write. Let's help those kids. Let's help those kids regardless of what you think of their parents. Let's help those kids feel more confident, learn better, and end the cycle of homelessness in their lives. Advocates donations, theadvocates.com. How the heck are you? Obviously, a lot of breaking news today out of uh, Big 12 expansion, Pac-12. On expansion. Contraction. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot going on. And let's just get you to the headlines here. um, Because, again, I think the question that we came up with with last week is still relevant. Can the Pac-12 survive? That's a huge question. We will get a real good indication tomorrow. There is a meeting scheduled for the morning. We're all Pac-12 presidents and athletic directors will be on a call with George Klyovkov, the commissioner of the Pac-12. In that call, supposedly, in that call, George Klyovkov is going to present the best possible television distribution deal, a media rights deal, if you will, that is available to the conference at this time. That means in dollar figures, that means in reach, meaning how much TV, how much stream, if any TV at all. And we have had extensive reporting on this show about the parameters by which presidents and chancellors would accept and sign a grant of rights on a Pac-12 media deal. In talking to sources today, that parameter has not changed. I believe 
that if George Klyavkov presents a media distribution deal tomorrow that is less than $25 million, I believe he this conference will dissolve. I believe that George will lose Arizona, and I think there's a good chance he loses Arizona State. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But I think at a minimum he loses Arizona, and without Arizona, you don't have a Pac-12 conference. You, you simply do not. But one of the, the, the changing tides in this conference has been Utah's willingness to talk to the Big 12. That seems to have shifted a little bit. There seems to be more willingness from Utah, from Arizona State. Arizona's always been willing, but those three in particular to have conversations about changing affiliations. And if that happens, I think that that is unequivocally the end of this conference. But it is all predicated on this TV deal that George Klyovkov is going to present tomorrow. I am told that that number, by sources I speak to in the television industry, nobody seems to understand how this deal surpasses $20 million. So I think tomorrow becomes a very watershed moment for the legacy, the history, and the very existence of the Pac-12. And Jake, I just cannot see this deal getting to $25 million. Yeah, and, and I think that if he had a deal past $25 million or, or level with the Big 12 or whatever, you know, whatever measuring stick you want to use, like you'd announced it already. You'd already had it. We wouldn't have been here. And I think, you know, the concept of, hey, like last week happened and now all of a sudden George is going to present a, a, a new deal by some reports or some sort of deal that would save the situation, I think is just unfounded. Because again, I, I, I don't know how from last week to Monday, right? Like basically Thursday to Monday, you would have come up with a brand new deal, something that's just going to save the situation. At this point, I think it's the best way to say it, that George is simply going to present the best thing he has. And I think Ultimately, that's not good enough to save the conference. The best that you have is your best, but unfortunately, it's not good enough. And 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 that's and that's why the the Pac-12 outlook is so grim because these brands are attractive to other conferences. And 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 I think for schools like Utah, certainly Oregon and Washington, you have homes in other conferences, no doubt about it. And I think that's part of the frustration too, is like some of these brands are are like, damn, dude, we're struggling in this conference right now. And we're a good brand. We're, we actually win football games. We actually are in the Rose Bowl. We actually are trying to push for the college football playoff. Yet we're not making the money we should be. We're not getting the distribution we should be. So now we're being put in a position to look for greener pastures, essentially. So yeah, I, this this you know meeting tomorrow where George is going to present you know the best media deal he has. I don't think this is anything to to change course on. I just don't know how George Klyovkov is going to bring a distribution deal that that surpasses or or puts the conference in a position to survive. I just don't see a way he could have done that. I think he has what he has, and that's it. I don't think you could just come up with something, not out of thin air maybe, but but come up with something that puts you over $25 million. I just don't think it's possible. Well, I, I think it's very much a, a question. And I think one of the biggest questions is about Arizona and Arizona State and the relationship they have to each other. And I think when you look at this, this dynamic, if you will, and you begin to understand the importance of Arizona in this conference, Arizona is the basketball brand of the Pac-12. Outside of Arizona, there is no basketball brand on the men's side. And you understand you've just lost USC. 
your third biggest basketball brand. You're losing UCLA, your number one basketball brand. Facts. And that leaves you with Arizona. And I think Arizona is a critically important question here. Because again, and I know we've talked about this ad nauseum on this show, but having Bobby Robbins, the president of Arizona, on the executive committee, you know, essentially the board of directors, one of three presidents that really sets policy, A, that tells you that Bobby Robbins knows the value of this deal that's being presented tomorrow. He knows that that number already. Nothing happens in the Pac-12 without the executive committee, these three presidents, Kirk Schultz, um, the president at Stanford, and, and Bobby Robbins at Arizona. Nothing in this conference happens without those three knowing about it beforehand because their job is, hey, George Kulyovkov and his team goes to the, the board of directors who then filters it down to the remaining six members of the conference. Well, they already know that number. And note that these rumors about Arizona, and certainly our sources today have not slowed that talk at all, those rumors have only picked up steam. The information about Arizona joining the Big 12 has only picked up steam. Now, I'm not the guy that's going to certainly sit here and tell you it's a done deal because I don't believe that it's a done deal. I think that Bobby Robbins, the president of Arizona, is a man of his word. He said, I'm going to give George Klyovkov and his team a chance to bring these numbers home. That happens tomorrow morning in a meeting. And I think that's when you're going to make a decision. And I'll take you back to the meeting the Thursday before uh, Pac-12 Football Media Day where Colorado made their decision the day before Pac-12 Football Media Day when George Klyovkov could not deliver TV numbers or a distribution deal. That really pissed off Rick George and, and Phil DiStefano at, at Colorado. They got off that call and they made the decision as a group. That was the last straw. We're leaving this conference. Pack this thing up. We're out of here. I think tomorrow's another one of those moments. And I think that Arizona's largely made the decision. I've heard too much from too many people about Arizona switching conferences to believe that they're going to stay. It, if this deal, I think for Arizona, if the deal's not even to the Big 12, they're out. I, I just don't see that $25 million, when you can have a much richer basketball purse when you can play much more important football games, that to me says you, you're you're you'd only be staying to to you know cut cut your nose off to spite your face. Thanks. Essentially, I think that it, it, there's just too much smoke around it, Jake, to think that somehow, someway, Arizona all of a sudden is going to change course and stay in the conference. Uh, and, and that's why I say the momentum is so strong right now for schools leaving the conference, right? Like, if you wind the clocks back even 90 days, right? Not a year, not even six months, just 90 days. The conversation was so different. And, and for those of you who have been following, you know, um, you know, uh, college football realignment or Big 12 expansion or whatever your cup of tea has been, at a minimum, you know that 90 days ago, the conversation in the Pac-12 was, oh, yeah, we're all together. You know, we're just waiting for George to present us a deal. And what happens here, in my opinion, is, is because this deal or this situation, not even the deal, but the situation has lingered and we've crawled, we've taken baby steps every single day closer to the kickoff of this season, schools yes. uh, and chancellors and presidents and ADs are starting to understand, okay, we, we can't operate with the idea that, hey, we're going to wait for a media rights deal for next year. We're going to wait until December of this current season. That's not happening. They're not waiting until the end of this season. And so 
the point here is that the momentum has grown so much that a school like Arizona with, with Bobby Robbins is in a position where they can go out and pretty much, and like you said, it's irresponsible to say the deal is done, but with pretty good certainty, we can say, hey, they could go to the Big 12. They could make 31.5 or 31.7. Yeah, They could get much better opportunities. So if you're sitting there in that position with that option, why would you choose to stay at 25? Why would you, in addition to that, choose to stay under poor leadership? And then why, in addition to that, would you choose to stay in a situation where the media deal that George is likely going to present, in my opinion, is going to be close closer trending towards a 60-40, 50-50 with linear and streaming instead of like 80% linear and 20% streaming, right? Because there's no way you're, you're, you're 80% linear with the position they're in with their TV partners. I just can't believe it. So for me, yeah, if you're Arizona, if you're Utah, if you're Oregon, uh, I would even throw Oregon State on that pile. Uh, if ASU wasn't run so poorly, I'd throw ASU on that pile. If you're any of these brands... You have opportunity elsewhere, and this is your yeah. door. This is your your op your one opportunity in the next what five years at least to get to a better place. So I just can't believe that George tomorrow would present something that keeps them. Yeah, that'd be hard to take. And I I think one of the more fascinating angles on Arizona is their relationship to Arizona State. Arizona and Arizona State are governed by the Arizona Board of Regents. And there had been a prevailing belief that Arizona and Arizona State, one, were not going to be allowed to move separately. Well, I think pretty early on in this process, everybody figured out that there was nothing the Board of Regents could do to prevent Arizona from jumping to the Big 12 if they chose to do so. And with all this hard rhetoric that had come out from Arizona State, their athletic director, you know, saying that, you know, the Pac-12 is still a premier conference and they're not going anywhere and they have never talked to anybody and all this bloviating. Well, it was interesting that several weeks, I mean, probably what, 12 weeks ago, 18 weeks ago, we spoke with a, an Arizona Board of Regents member who told us straight away we would want to, if, if Arizona tries to leave without Arizona State, we would try to impose financial hardship. We would try to make that as difficult as possible. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. I talked to that same region today who said, yeah, all that's over with now. Um, it is very clear that's what's best for Arizona. And this person spoke very clearly and unequivocally. What's best for Arizona is changing conferences. And if they choose to do that, we will not stand in their way in any way. So that narrative has changed fascinating. very much so. But I think one of the other parts of that conversation that's changed is I think Arizona State's open to going. I don't know that the Big 12, from the people that I speak to, I don't think the Big 12 is excited necessarily to add Arizona State. But I think Bobby Robbins is in a very interesting position, the president at Arizona. I believe he, he could possibly open the door for Arizona and by, by extension, excuse me, Arizona State, and by extension, Utah, if if Bobby Robbins says we're not coming without Arizona State, I think the Big 12 has to invite Arizona State because they've got to get Arizona. The Big 12, if they want to avoid the same mistakes that the Pac-12 made many years ago now, two years ago now, you need to get Arizona and put this conference to bed. And if they get Arizona, I think they're going to have to take Arizona State, and that would mean they would take Utah as well because if you look at the comments – 
from Dan Lanning today, the football coach at Oregon. It certainly does not seem like Oregon's excited about anything happening with the Big 12. Not a big reaction. I mean, I'm trying to remember when, what they won to affect this conference. I don't remember. Do you remember them winning anything? I don't remember them winning anything. That's it. Thanks, Coach. Right, appreciate it. Dan Lanning talking about Colorado right there, and I'm going to play it again. He, he straight up says here, ah, who cares? doesn't matter Colorado who cares Colorado left yeah who cares not a big reaction I mean I'm trying to remember when, what they won to affect this conference I don't remember you remember them winning anything I don't remember them winning anything that's it thanks coach right, appreciate it <laughs> I mean that is a that is a shot over the bow of the big 12 okay here's the problem for good old Dan on this argument Sure. They've been awful in football. That's undisputed, right? Yep. No, nobody's sitting here saying they're a world beater. The problem is, is that they're going to be better. They're going to trend in an upward direction. And I know he's a head football coach at Oregon and what, you know, and Autzen runs the whole conference and they're, they're everything in the PAC 12. I get it. But ultimately Dan, I don't, in my opinion, think should be saying these type of things because ultimately when Oregon moves conferences, and then you don't beat Ohio State, then what are we going to be saying, right? That quote, in my opinion, will live on. If you go to another conference and you don't get to the college football playoff, let's say, oh. that's a bad look, dude. And I know, I'm not even disagreeing with Dan. My point here is not that Dan's wrong. No. Dan is right, and even though he's being an asshole about it, he's right. But I just think it's not smart to comment on this given the situation in the Pac-12. But is he being an asshole? I think he uh, is being cer an asshole. He, he, he certainly. Yeah. I think that this, this was a pointed comment. I think this was pointed at the Big 12. I think it has less to do about Colorado and more to do about the Big 12. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. really, I think it was a, a hit piece, as I like to call things like this. Uh, there is no question that the Pac-12 is weaker for having lost Colorado. Is that going to manifest itself on the field this year? No, but here's the problem. It doesn't have to because Colorado's in the Pac-12 this year. They're weaker for losing Colorado to the Big 12 next year, a year from now, when Colorado is much better, when Colorado has had a year of Dion's culture and his coaching staff inflicting their their modus operandi in that locker room. Yep. That's when Colorado gets better. Year two of the offense, year two of the defense, year two of prime, and it's Louie and all the cameras. That's when Colorado gets better. Yeah. So we could sit here and talk about Colorado hasn't won anything. Who cares? Colorado sucks. Have they ever had a game that, uh, what, you know, ever won anything? Not a big reaction. I mean, I'm trying to remember when, what they won to affect this conference. I don't remember. Do you remember them winning anything? I don't remember them winning anything. That's it. Thanks, Coach. Right, appreciate it. I mean, it's just so... I, Dan Lanning is a wildly smart bro. So I'm not going to sit here for a second and think that he's talking about Colorado. He's not. He's taking a shot at the Big 12. And what that tells me is Washington and Oregon, who only care about the college football playoff, I do not believe are going to the Big 12.
I, I th- and we've talked about this all along. They have talked to the Big Twelve. I just don't see it as a as a as a as a fit. Well, I think the question was more about whether the Big Ten was acting or not. I mean, I think that still remains a huge question mark because obviously it's no secret Oregon and Washington, and maybe you can sell me on a case of Utah getting into the Big Ten if it were to work out, but specifically Oregon and Washington are better fits in the Big Ten than they are in the Big 12. The only question has always been, hey, is the Big Ten going to get involved? Because again, you remember last week, for those of you here last week, like Tony Petiti said, hey, we're just focused on where we're at now, which is USC and UCLA. And there was all this stuff that came out over the weekend about how, you know, they're going to pair, you know, lacrosse teams and chess teams and checkers teams with the football team travel, the non-revenue generators with the football team to sync up the travel to make everything a little bit easier. And, And I'm still not quite sold on that concept from Tony Petiti that we're just focused on what's in front of us. We're just focused yeah, on I don't George. Know about that. We're just focused on George Klyovkov presenting us a media deal. My ass, dude, you're in the Big 12 now. I don't buy it. I I think that Tony Petiti is operating and having conversations and and Dan Certainly. Lanning's real comfortable right now. Yeah, and and again, I think this this idea that the Arizona Board of Regents I uh, has evolved in th- in and through this process of the Pac-12 melting down. I think the other thing that I've heard a lot of over the last three days, people are now starting to talk about the impact that media rights deals have on budgets. And the idea that universities can just cut checks to cover athletics is ridiculous. But without a substantial media rights deal, you're in a hole. You're in a hole very much like UCLA was with their Under Armour deal. You're in a hole very much like Cal is right now today, which is why the California Education Committee of Buffoonery uh, made UCLA essentially subsidize Cal athletics. Yeah, You, you can't afford to be Kirk Schultz and just write blank checks that have signatures on them to your athletic director. And I think anymore, people like the Arizona Board of Regents, who if, if you go and look at the folks that are on the Arizona Board of Regents, they're titans of business. They're not necessarily educators. These are operators in the business space. They understand the ups and downs of this whole thing. I think they are acutely aware that if Arizona stays in the Pac-12 because Arizona State wouldn't leave the Pac-12, that they are doing double harm to their education system in the state of Arizona. And it's just not the smartest way to go about this. I don't see any way, again, whether it's Oregon and Washington who we're talking about or Arizona and Arizona State, I don't see any way those four teams can stay in this conference and prosper. You are not going to win national championships because they are not going to be available to you. And if this deal comes in, at $25 million or less, I think this conference immediately disintegrates. Thanks. Because I think this call, and as much as I give credit to Pac-12 presidents last week for not melting down the day before Pac-12 Football Media Day, if this call does not go well, I think you will have, you will have anger on this call. I think you will have people who will say nothing, but they will disconnect themselves. Because I think there is palpable frustration in Pac-12 circles about their current state of affairs. How could there not be? Yeah. How, how, how could you not be 
the word I would choose to use is incense. How could you not be just so incredibly over the top, frustrated yes. and annoyed with the situation? Because again, I, I and I really feel like it's come to a head with these presidents. Like it's been a year, dude. It's not like it's been you know a couple of months, and 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 the expectation was you'd have some great deal in a couple of months. It's been a year, and now we're bleeding into football season, right? Like, is it any secret? Like with the Dan Lanning thing, Colorado's going to Oregon September twenty third. Uh, by the way, tomorrow's August 1st. We're not far away here, man. So that's why I say I think people are now acting with a sense of urgency, which then obviously means that George Klyovkov has essentially lost control. And and when he presents this deal, I honestly think, like, I, I would say the odds are better than not that the deal's not 25. Because, again, if you had 25, I have to think they would have signed that. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Yeah, my sources have been pretty adamant that $25 million or more keeps this conference together. Wow. And, you know, I, I think there is, there is, there is, I, I think the number one question in this conference is there is an, an unknown about this meeting tomorrow, which tells me two things. Number one, the presidents are not talking. <laughs> yeah. That's number one. Number two, an important detail is several presidents, including Bobby Robbins in Arizona, have been out of the country. So you have, I believe, four presidents who have been out of the country altogether. Mark Tessier-Levine at Stanford has been dealing with a personal turmoil that has cost him his job. I, these, this, there is disarray in this conference yeah. for multiple reasons. So number one, I, I, this tells me that, you know, and the, I want to make this clear, and I'm not trying to grandstand. And I know that everybody tells you they're talking to sources, and we have sources, and trust me, bro. The people we talk to are not, you know, Jimmy the janitor who takes out the trash at Dan Lanning's house. Like, the TV industry sources we talk to today are at the top of television networks. These are people who know what these deals should be. And I have not found a single TV industry source, including those at, at, at Disney, who have an idea of what, what the linear part of this TV deal is going to be. Nobody knows what the linear part of this deal is. And I will fall back to what I've said about ESPN for months and months. ESPN has offered one game a week, Saturday nights, on ESPN TV. That's it. They have offered one game a week on stream Saturday afternoon. That's it. That's it. That's all. They have they have been out on tier one since October, as has Fox. Fox has been out altogether, frankly, since October. Fox has shown very little desire, appetite on any level to get involved in this. I know at one point, we have, we've talked about NBC Universal, but I believe they've spent their money. I would find it hard to believe that NBC Universal came back in and we didn't hear about it. The only, only player that I think could be here that nobody has talked about is CBS Sports Network. That's it. But the problem with that is they have a longstanding agreement in that late window with the Mountain West Conference. Yep. So it makes it very unlikely that CBS Sports Network is that one. The CW just spent an enormous amount of capital on 
NASCAR Xfinity Series. And by the way, by the way, I was told by a source this weekend that the CW redid all of their affiliate deals with non-owned and operated Nextstar Media, <coughs> excuse me, redid all of their affiliate deals with the CW stations yeah. to cut out the chopping of events. So if there is a sporting event, yep. you have to take it to full term. Yeah, and, and we saw that issue play out with, with Liv, right? We've seen it several times where with Liv Golf, the, the CW uh, affiliates who are not uh, uh, owned and operated by Nexstar, who are essentially partners, uh, literally cut away from Live Golf events to go to these other TV shows. And so when you talk about doing deals, it's like, okay, we're going to invest in NASCAR, but but you can't cut away from that. And I think that's really important because that could be, if the NASCAR deal wasn't hundreds upon hundreds of millions of dollars invested. Which I, it is. Which it is. I might be sitting here saying, okay, cool. So we we reset up the basically the affiliate station agreement so they can't cut away. Correct. Maybe that's putting the CW in a position to take a run at Pac-12. But, but ultimately, because you did spend so much capital, because you are so committed, I don't know... Like, are you telling me they've got what would that be? Uh, what two hundred more? I highly doubt more? that. More, like, right? Like, I mean, I guess with nine teams, let's assume they expand back to ten. If that's the situation, let's say, like two hundred fifty million dollars a year, right? Twenty five a school. That's a lot of bread for the CW. We're not talking. Remember, we're not talking about like Fox, ESPN, you know, NBC, even CBS. Like you said, like the four major players. This is a sub player here. This is a second tier, essentially. One hundred and fifteen million dollars a year. That's a lot. And dude. I would remind you the other issue with the CW picking up the Pac-12. Well, Xfinity Series races a lot of Saturday nights. Yeah, they do, and that that really knocks it out. And it is a. It is a really sweetheart deal for the CW. They're going to pay $115 million and hit a switch because NASCAR is going to produce every one of those races for them. Yeah, and everyone's saying, oh, well, you know, this is this is like AAA NASCAR, right? This isn't like this isn't like the Cup Series. Well, no, it's not the Cup Series, but Xfinity has a lot of money in it, dude. Like, and it does very well. Yeah, and it, and it gets viewed. So, so the point is not that NASCAR is some amazing product, even though a ton of people watch it. The point is, is that them investing at that level and also redoing all the affiliate station agreements basically says that you've moved on. That's the message, at least in my opinion, that that would send to the Pac-12. Hey, we're moving on. We're going to put our money here. Best of luck to you. Well, and I, I think this goes back to what we said about the NFL and the and the cock, right? Mm-hmm. Piscock. I actually think the real, the official name is the Peacock app. Piscock. But we just affectionately here on the Monty Show call it the cock. They no reset. Um, no reset needed. So when you got that deal with the Peacock Network for one game for $100 million. Incredible. It, it, it is, it, it, dude. That's a lot of scratch, bro. So it wasn't that, again, Kirk, it wasn't optics or that people didn't have money or that there weren't resources in the market. What does it come back to? And this is always the hill I've chosen to die on. The Pac-12 is not a relevant product. You have a couple of brands, right? Oregon, Washington, and Utah, I would say nationally, 
are the brands in football. Is Arizona coming up? Yes, Arizona's improving, but I don't think anybody in West Virginia gives a damn about Arizona football. Don't think you care. But if you said, hey, Oregon is playing Georgia, yeah, you're going to watch that game no matter where you live in this country, right? If Utah is playing a powerhouse in the Big Ten, let's say, or the Big 12 or whatever whatever non-con matchup it is, you're watching that game. And Dude, so the Peacock paid $182 million for one NFL game. One. Not ten. One. One. To stream. It's incredible. And it's exclusive outside of the two local markets. Mm-hmm. So if it's Buffalo and Miami, the game will be on linear TV, your regular NBC station in Buffalo and Miami. Everywhere else in the country, it's the cock. You're taking the cock, right? And by the way, That's the, probably the cock <laughs> has been has been expanding. Anybody notice that some of these golf events now are exclusive to Peacock? Like, like in the good when the good players are playing too, I might add. So yes. I'm telling you, NBC is pushing Peacock really hard. All of this to say, we don't. I have no idea what this linear could be, because I, I, I I've told you re- repeatedly on the show, Ion Scripts. Our sources in TV have heard that Ion Scripts has been out for some time. Yeah, uh, we have told you the CW's been out for some time. This NFL deal, in our opinion, and our sources told us, took NBC Universal out of it. Right. Those games were going to be on USA Network, which would have been a really good deal for the Pac-12. Agreed. They're out. I think your only linear is ESPN. And without, without Colorado, without USC and UCLA, I think that number goes down. I don't think I. I just I don't see them getting to twenty five. Well, and I saw some estimates. Uh, there was a I was reading about how much they lost in, in estimated value in a in a TV deal, and it's somewhere between like thirty and forty million that in value that you would lose in a distribution deal with a partner because of these three schools not being there. To which I say, okay, it's incredible. Let's bring it back to where we started. Okay, you're having a meeting tomorrow where you're going to and uh, you're going to present numbers. Because that's how it should be said. He's going to present numbers and options, not a new media deal. This deal, in my opinion, is the one he's been sitting on that he doesn't want to present. But now he's not being given a choice. Well, and my my opinion is, my opinion is, based on people I've spoken to, I think there's a real good chance it's all ESPN. I think ESPN, be, and we've reported this on the show in the past, ESPN went to the Pac-12 with an all-in deal that was $120 million. And the Pac-12 said no. And that was where all of that ended. All of that relationship with ESPN ended right there. Yeah. And I think there's a chance that if, 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 you, if you put my feet to the fire, I would tell you I think there's a chance that it's all ESPN TV, but now without Colorado... And there's just no reason for ESPN to pay more. There, there's no reason for ESPN to pay more. Yeah. What reason does Jimmy Pataro and the leadership at ESPN have to say, you know, let's do an all-in deal where we pay you $250 million a year? Why? When you don't know who the expansion candidates are going to be. Like, why would ESPN do that? When... You could have done that months ago. And it has nothing to do with layoffs. 
It has nothing. Like, did you guys hear that Disney is now hiring? Did you guys hear that in a single quarter, do you understand the money that ESPN makes? Every subscriber who has ESPN on cable or satellite pays $10 to ESPN. They make $720 million a quarter just on TV subscribers. I'm for real. So the question goes back to, why are you going to take money and throw it after bad money and more bad money and more bad money? If you're ESPN, because you're not going to give them ABC. You're certainly not going to give them ABC. On a, on a Saturday night, you, when you have the ability to have an SEC game that's playing until 11, probably 1130. Yeah. If you kick off at 8 o'clock Eastern, which there's a lot of people who believe there's going to be 8, 830, and 9 o'clock kickoffs late in the season in the Eastern time zone for the, for the SEC on ABC, dude, you're not giving the Pac-12 ABC. No. You're not doing that. Like, I just don't see a reason ESPN and ABC would overpay. I, I think that they are still at that number. I think they're at $90 million a year, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And and so my guess is that it's it's ESPN. And if you're the Pac-12, it better be Amazon. But I doubt it. I, it's Amazon or Apple. That's all that I, I can take a, an educated hypothesis type guess at. Right. Because there's nobody else to play with. Well, and I think the problem for the Pac-12 as well, and, and hopefully they've acquiesced a little bit, but obviously these these member institutions are not interested in a stream-heavy deal. You're, no, you're not. not interested in being, you know, like I said, 60% streaming and 40% linear. You want to be heavy linear with a streaming component, as they say. That's how they like to word it. And so for me, if you're on ESPN+, Plus, I don't think that's a horrible thing. Obviously, it's not Channel Four, right? It's not like Big Boy ABC or 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 you know Big Boy ESPN. But I still think being an ESPN property is better than not because ESPN is the big dog in the space. So I don't know, man. I, I've also always maintained that if you're gonna if you're in a position where you're seventy thirty streaming, why not just go all in? Just just hammer, just be the conference. Just do it. That's owning and 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 just paving the way to be all on stream. Because what happens if you win, right? Because everyone says, oh, well, that's not that's a bad idea. What happens if the numbers and the returns are better? What happens if you do a deal that's all stream with a couple of marquee games a year on linear, and it just is, it works out famously? Yeah. Then you look brilliant. But I don't think they're willing to take that risk. Yeah, I don't either. I, I don't know. All right, let's get some of your comments in here. Please go ahead and give us a thumbs up if you're watching the show. Uh, there is 2,000 people. There's been 5,000 people who have watched the show. We only have 183 likes. If you could please hit the like button, that'd be great. While we remind you that the greatest energy is always produced by supplements from Bucked Up, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. You can hear my voice struggling a little bit. But it's better. It's it better. is way better today. It's better. Way better today. And again... I slept like a baby last night. I played horrific golf yesterday, uh-huh. but I felt good doing it because I had the buck shot. I had the bucked up energy. I've got the can of Miami right here, you guys, if you have not had it yet. Let's go ahead and pound the buck shot. Um, it is 200 milligrams of caffeine, long-lasting, clean energy. Get it. Get it. Get it while it's good. It is good, too, and it, it really works. Is. The thing I love about buckshot 
is it gives you a mental lift, right? And I'm on the backside of whatever this voice crushing bullshit's been for like the better part of five days. I was drug into an IMAX theater last weekend. I think I picked up a bug. Terribly vexed. I'm on the backside of it now. Oppenheimer wasn't worth it. But my the point coronavirus. Is, my point is, <laughs> buckshot, buckshot, and bucked up have got me through it because the energy you get, you don't feel like that surge of energy and then a huge crash. You just feel better. Yeah. And you really don't even think about it. But you're more awake. You're more aware. You're more alert. You're able to better concentrate. That's what I love about Bucked Up Energy. By the way, I'm telling you guys, there it is, Bucked Up Miami. I know it's hard to get. I will hope you can see that right there. Zero sugar right there. Always zero sugar with Bucked Up. Clean quality ingredients, whether it's their protein, their protein bars, their collagen peptides that I take every day, their ingredients are great. Hook it up, buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY20. To get 20% off at checkout, let's go to your comments. Uh, I was just about to read a Greg Swain comment, and then it went away. Greg, why'd you delete that? Uh, let's see, who's first one in today? Uh, to Masta says, Kenzano certainly knows about pirates. Yeah, Johnny's had a tough couple of, of weeks. The uh, great radio <laughs> wizard in the north continues to talk about the fact that they're going to get a deal that surpasses the Big 12. And I just don't know where that's coming from. Congratulations. I really don't. But that's bullshit. I don't. And Kevin, I think the answer is unequivocally no. Will Oregon and Washington sign a grant of rights if the media deal is $19.7 I mean, isn't that just a flat-out disrespectful number to Oregon and Washington? Oh, man. I mean, I mean honestly, like, we're, we're, you're trending sub-20 million, and you're expecting Oregon and Washington to get real excited about that when they can go at a minimum, right, at a minimum. They could go and get 31 and a half, if not oh. more in the Big Ten. Like, come on, dude. It's embarrassing. Well, this has been floating around. Bigfoot Duck gives us $5 to say. I've heard elsewhere on YouTube that Oregon did something to piss off half the Big Ten. Have you heard anything about this? I actually have heard this repeatedly, that Oregon is not popular in the Big Ten, amongst Big Ten circles. And I don't know if that's true or not. I, I will candidly tell you, we, we do not have deep sourcing in the Big Ten. The couple of folks I know that work in uh, the Big Ten offices have have not specifically said, hey, Oregon sucks. They can go, you know, pluck a duck. Yeah. Um, but, See, I mean. It, did there. It's a duck and it's Oregon. And it's pluck yeah. and, you yeah, know. Right. Um, but I feel like Oregon has a stigma around them that, that – and the word I always hear about is, is – arrogance and self-aggrandizing and that Oregon likes itself a lot and I hear just the opposite about Washington there's Washington has universal respect um the swift nature in which they moved on Jimmy Lake uh, both hiring him and terminating him um I, I think you you look at you look at Washington they're universally respected <clears throat> but I I'm not going to say that people don't like Oregon Oregon's just not a lot of people's first choice. Yeah, well, and, and I'm sure Dan Lanning's thinking about that when he's busy running his mouth about Colorado. I would agree. Uh, a couple of new members to talk about today. We always love the membership on this show. For $1.99, you hit the join button. For $1.99, all your comments get highlighted in red because we always read our member comments first. For $9.99 a month, you get into our exclusive members-only Instagram chat group. 
uh, which is a great group of dudes. So let's shout out a couple of people. Greg Martin, let's go. Let's go, baby. Strong Greg, start good to, the to week. see you. Aaron Gillespie. Let's go. Everybody, welcome Aaron and Greg to the membership. Appreciate you guys being here. Uh, Ty Hendricks gives us $9.99 today. Uh, then gives us $4.99 to say, I think the Big 12's focus is totally on trying to get UW and Oregon after Zona makes the move. And this goes back to Oregon a little bit, but I just don't feel like Oregon and Washington belong in this conference. And the concern that's been explained to me repeatedly with Oregon and Washington is you're renting them. Because when this Big 12 TV deal's up, I think they certainly become free agents. Certainly. And I think they certainly have a much higher value than $31 million a year. And let's let's play the game that the Big 12 is going to get their, you know, their $60 million a year, which I think they will. I think Oregon and Washington know they're worth more than that. But the question is, does the, 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 I don't know, does the thing of grant of rights go away? Does the, does the process of having a grant of rights continue on in the next decade in college athletics? Because there are a lot of people who believe much like a lot of NBA franchises are doing right now. And a lot of NBA franchises are doing right now that, that, universities are going to begin selling their own media rights deals and that people like the big 10 as a group certainly would have more leverage. My opinion is that you're going to see groups form that will sell their games together or something of that nature. I have a hard time believing we are going to continue to see one school turn over all of its revenue abilities and its media to a conference. I can see, hey, all right, you know, the, the, the conference gets our linear TV deal. We get our streaming rights. Because one of the things we've heard about a lot is, hey, we need Oregon to have the Ducks football app where we can watch Ducks practice, Duck reports, and Duck games. You know, it's the BYU TV model right. that so many people have raved about. I just don't know that there's an appetite in the TV industry to pay a billion dollars a year to televise SEC, Big Ten, ACC, Big 12 games. I don't know that that's going to be realistic into the future versus working with somebody like an Ion Scripps, who I think have set the foundation and the groundwork for the future with their deal with the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights have a regional TV deal that gives them, and excuse me if I get this wrong, all of Nevada, all of Utah, part of Arizona, and Idaho. All of those stations that where Ion Scripps has a station in all those markets are going to get Las Vegas Golden Knights games. And Ion Scripps and the Vegas Golden Knights are going to share revenue on that. So they're not cutting them a check for a billion dollars a year. They're handling all of their sales and their revenue sharing that. That's the model that seems to be workable. Well, that seems awfully attractive for a, yeah. a conference that may or may not reside on the West Coast of the United States. 
I mean, wouldn't wouldn't that work out fancy or really nice for the Pac-12? But again, the arrogance gets in the way because they had an opportunity in that conversation. They did. And they said no because George wanted a national deal on every CW station. Which- and our sources had told us they had a deal west of the Rockies with Nextstar Media, who owns the CW, to put big uh, Pac-12 football two games a day regionally on every CW station west of the Rockies. And George Klyovkov asked by our, by our sources, so because it's hard for me to even say it out loud. He asked the CW, I believe it was for $400 million a year. <laughs> Come on, guy. He asked the CW for $400 million a year, according to some sources. And I just, I, I can't fathom. I mean, the ball's on this guy. If it's true, and I, I, I don't know why I'm questioning it because the people who tell me this are, are rock solid, but it's just so fucking arrogant to go to the CW and say, oh, man, hey, yeah. Look, man, I'm going to need you to scratch me and check for $400 million. Who does that? And uh, I can't guarantee you that, you know, that it's, you know, we're going to have all 10 teams in here. If you're the CW, aren't, I mean, how do you say yes to that? Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. You're losing USC in Arizona. You don't get Los Angeles. And I'm supposed to pay you $400 million. Because I think if he just said to them, hey, scratch us $150 million a year and give us a revenue share of all sales. And you guys handle all things sales. Pay us, pay us $150 million a year. We'll go about our business. $150 million, 20%. But he didn't do that. Instead, he said, I want a national deal. Because he wanted WOR in New York, I believe it was, WGN in Chicago. Do you understand? He wanted like, Miami. Dude. Like, he wanted every major market. He wanted, like, one of the big arguments, not surprisingly, and this is what everybody got up in arms about, was he wanted all of Dallas and all of Houston and all of San Antonio. And Tarrant County. He wanted all of Texas to be Pac-12 TV. And the affiliate base in Texas is never going to do that. Because there's not a Texan who gives a gosh dang about Oregon Ducks football. Not when Texas Tech is playing. Not when TCU's playing. Not when the Horns are playing. Not when the Cougs are playing. Not when UTSA's playing. Not when Texas A&M's playing. Like, are you out of your damn mind? That That's the guy that we're talking about tomorrow morning trying to convince nine people not to abandon him. <coughs> and I think he's going to have a really tough time doing it. Yeah, I think a really tough time. Dabo's 805 winning percentage. Oregon, Washington, FSU, and Clemson to the Big Ten. I'm so tired of hearing about this rumor. There's no way to get Florida and Clemson, Florida State and Clemson, out of their grant of rights as two people. Yeah, There's no way to do that. And every ACC fan and every SEC fan just continues to throw out these, these wild rumors of... Oh man, FSU, it, it, Clemson. How somebody at some point's going to have to explain to me how you think that's going to happen? In God's name, image, and likeness. Because nobody with credibility is saying that. Yeah. Nobody is saying, oh yeah, Florida State, who's making all kinds of noise over the last two years and hasn't been able to get a thing done to get out of their rock solid grant of rights, 
And I want to say they need 80% of the conference to approve it. Yeah. Let me just say, so Florida State, who's insulted every other member of the ACC, almost specifically, you think all those members are going to vote to let you out of the grant of rights with Clemson. What the fuck do you think the rest of them are going to do? I, and I, I'm asking honestly, <clears throat> what do you think the rest of that conference, what are the other 12 teams in the ACC going to do? Oh, they'll figure it out. <laughs> like, do you understand, with all due respect, Dabo, do you understand just how ridiculous this is? You're just throwing shit against the wall and hoping it happens. Yeah, and and I think it's it, it is surprising to me that people are running this rumor out here, given the grant of rights situation in the ACC. I mean, it's it's black and white. There is no well, again when you talk about the ACC, it's very different than the Pac-12 or 10 or eight or zero, right? What what it is is they're locked in that you're not getting out of that thing you're not. unless 80 percent or so of the conference approves it. So the little guy in the conference is not going to say yes to Clemson and Dabo and, and Florida State uh, because those two want out. Why Wild would the little guy say yes when they don't have nearly the same options that Clemson and Florida State have? In fact, why would they say yes when they can say no, continue to lose football games, and continue to get paid? You wouldn't say yes to that. Why would you? It makes no sense. Uh, Gorf Denra. You're supposed to read his name backwards, remember? Right, uh, right. Of course, Oregon's coach is scared of the Big 12. The Big 12 banner carrier, TCU, has recently beaten every pack school they've played. Oregon, Stanford, Cal, Colorado, Oregon State, Utah, and Arizona. TCU's good. TCU's very good. By the way, congratulations to Max Duggan, the male athlete of the year at TCU. Uh, Brandon Butler, Big East members still don't talk to each other. No, they don't, Brandon. No, they do like, not. Listen to some of these teams out of the ACC. Boston College. Why would they say yes to Clemson? Where's Boston College going? Where is... Where's Where's North Carolina State going? Virginia Where, Tech. Where's Virginia Tech? Wake where's Virginia? Forest. Wake Forest. Hell, where, are they, where are they going? I even could make a case for Miami. Where's Miami going to go? The Big 12 doesn't need Miami. They're not going to the SEC, and they're certainly not going to the Big 10. I just don't understand the delusion. Hey, do you guys, as fans, do you guys think about the stuff that you say ahead of time? Out of your freaking mind. I, I just don't think you do. Like the idea that Florida State, who has trashed the ACC for two years yeah, and has talked about how they're the ones that earn the money and nobody else carries the weight or it makes the money for the conference that we do. Uh-huh. You don't think that pisses people off? You don't think that, that that comes across as, A, you guys are just a bunch of jerks? You're a douche. You all agreed to sign this grant to rights, and now all of a sudden, you think all these people that you said are poor earners? Think about it like a mafia. Hey, hey, Guido, you're a terrible earner. Like, do you think he's going to help you? No. No. Well, get your facts straight. No. That dude's had 50 gallons of water. He walks up on you, and you're laying on the ground on fire. Do you think he's going to help you? I don't want to say that out loud, but he's not going to pull out a fire hose and help you. No. It's not happening, dude. No. It's, it is it is a bit remarkable to me. Yeah. Uh, Expedition Greg for $5. Hi, Greg. How are you? 
Uh, any word on the barstool rumors about the Big Ten adding four prominent teams this week? I think the Big Ten is going to act. Again, I will just tell you, those who move in silence usually act and and Swiftly. usually speak the loudest with their actions. Yes. You cannot tell me, and I still maintain, that you are going to get Oregon-Washington, I think the most likely scenario, Oregon-Washington, Stanford, and Cal. Going to the Big Ten. It makes them money on the field in the court, off the field in the court, in the classroom, in the laboratory, across the board. Right. It makes them the single biggest conference in the country Thanks. when it comes to revenue generation. Yeah. And the other part of this, and Feinbaum was talking about this today. I'm tired of hearing about the Big Ten and how great this conference is. And right now, today, it's a two-team conference. It, it, and I'll fight you for it. I, catch me outside. Yeah, dude. I, I'll fight you for it. Yeah. And I get it. The Ohio State is a really good football program and actually a pretty solid athletic program. Yeah. And Michigan, Jim's khakis are going to get creased. I get it. How about that? But who else? You want to sell me on P.J. Fleck, the abuser at, at Minnesota? It's internal. You want to sell me on Skip Holtz getting hired at, at Northwestern today? You want to sell me on Purdue or Penn State or what's going on in Iowa? What are the Hawks going to do? Yeah, absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Who else is it? Is it Michigan State? Is it Penn State? Who shouldn't have an athletic program at all? I mean, is it? I, I mean, I know Rutgers. Well, holy cow! I mean, Rutgers dude, is coming for that burner, ass, bro. Like, come on, dude. Come on. Like, what are we? It, it, the only team that gives you hope this season is Nebraska, and that would be one dude, hell of a turnover. Forgot about Illinois. Come on. Well, come on. Come on. I I would hope so. Show some respect. But I'm just burned out on. Oh man, the Big Ten's amazing, bro. Yeah, it, they're not amazing. Why we have fine mom. They're 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 not the Big Ten is not a, and it needs to be spoken into existence. The Big Ten is not like the juggernaut of the world. They, they were gifted. They were gifted two spots. Gifted. Yeah. They have two auto bids every year. Michigan and Ohio State are in every year, unless they're three four losses. They're in every year. And by the way. I think both of them have a chance to go undefeated until they meet the end of the season. And that's how I look at it. And if there's a one-loss team, guess what? Hello? Yeah, they're going anyway. Yeah. They're yeah. going anyway. Yeah. Kirby and his lead-footed, you know, drivers down there, they're getting in. First team all SRT, bro. Bama? Apparently the Bama thing may be over. Nick Saban is a better man than I, you are. I think I could have made an argument that based on strength of schedule, Bama should have been in last year. Were they in? They weren't. I'm so tired of hearing about the Big, oh, the Big Ten. The Big but that's why I think the Big Ten needs to add Oregon and Washington. And by the way, I think the other man. question that remains, if the Big Ten decides Oregon, Washington, and only one of Stanford and Cal, let's say it's Oregon, Washington, and Stanford, does Utah have a route? Because I think that is the only other question. Yeah, that I don't remains. think so. I don't think so. Yeah. I I I I I have a lot of respect for the Utes, but I I don't see a way that they have a route. Yeah. I mean, and 
you can show up every day with marinara meatballs, and I still don't think you have a route. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Actually, I do the meatballs and marinara. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza. See, I've got the I've got the higher note back now. The voice is <laughs> the a little higher octave and stuff. Ah, I'm a pimp. Go anyway, play intramurals, brother. I probably should. Hi, Dan. Uh, anyway, the point is, Papa Murphy's Pizza. Download the uh, Papa Murphy's mobile app. You guys, you got to try the calzones. They're not going to be here forever. Get the calzones. Get the marinara meatballs. Dump them on top of each other. Boom, dude. Go procreate because you you can you. I mean. <laughs> You're gonna be you're gonna be ready to go. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Use the promo code Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Mark 324. Bless up. Uh who who's more arrogant, Utah or Oregon? Oregon by far. It's See, not even close. It, Utah fans on Twitter are arrogant. Yeah. The University of Utah, the, the faculty, staff, administration is not arrogant. Taylor Randall, Mark Harlan. They're you know, not the arrogant. folks that run the school are not arrogant. Not arrogant. It, it, and furthermore, I would say for those of you, because I could see an easy clap back. Well, Mark Harlan was on Twitter. Well, yeah, he was, but then he apologized, and I think he's learned his lesson because we haven't seen much of that since. I would agree with that. So I don't think that Mark Harlan's arrogant. And in fact, I, I, I wish that Mark Harlan was running the Pac-12 because we wouldn't be here. If that was the case. Just continue to say it, man. The guy knows what he's doing. He's the one of the best athletic administrators in the country. Corey Erickson, how are you for $5? Hello from Nairobi. Hey, Nairobi. Can't sleep praying Dave Randall uses his business background and takes Utah to the Big 12 where there is a future. Rip the hey, pack. Hey, Nairobi, who's Dave Randall? Yeah, who's Dave Randall? I don't know who Dave is, yeah. but, uh, you know. Yeah, go outside and try to ride a line and then let us know who Dave Randall is. Back 10. Uh, Taylor Randall. Um, you're, in, you're in Nairobi. The wires didn't connect. Don't and, pardon me. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, it, it, uh, uh, Dave, not Taylor. Uh, yeah, what are you, Mitch, Mitch McConnell's robot? Not Mitchell. Uh, Tom Osborne. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too sorry. Too soon. Hey, uh, hey, uh. George Klyovkov rolling up to the meeting tomorrow. Isn't the Mitch McConnell video? Dude. Bro. Seriously. Tom Osborne for $2. <laughs> we need the video of, of Mitch McConnell losing his shit um, last week. Right? Um, hey, um, uh, George. So, I'm sorry. What, what percentage is on linear? Sir, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Tom Osborne, Oregon finishes the coffee and doesn't make more. Probably not. That's a well. Well, and they leave the burner on too. Yeah. So the pot just flies. Dabo, uh, Air Force would go seven and five if they played the Big Ten. Okay, well, let's not be ridiculous. That's not a good thing. Stephen Smith, do you think the Big Twelve will get Gonzaga and UConn if they get Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah for basketball? Gonzaga. Okay, so maybe it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's just Monday. And I played terrible golf yesterday. Gonzaga. Stop talking about UConn coming to the Big 12. 
I'm telling you it's overstated. I, I'm telling you it's overstated. I cannot believe that this conference will subsidize UConn football. That is so much money. Why would you? That is so much money. It, I, it makes zero sense to me. It makes zero sense. Remember, Can, remember what Brett said. He's he said it numerous times at at Big Twelve Media Days, and time and time again over his media appearances. Hey, every time we do something like whether it's Mexico or Rucker Park or whatever, whatever it is, expansion with UConn or Gonzaga. Hey, it's got to go through all our presidents first, right? So me and the group of presidents of the member institutions are in lockstep. So every time I'm ready to execute something. The, the presidents are in line, they, the, and, and I leave that decision to them, and if they're good to go and give me the green light, then I go ahead and do it. So if you're, if you're in that group of presidents in the Big 12, and you know, okay, Texas and Oklahoma are out after this year, and we need to expand, not only to fill those two empty slots, but we'd like to grow the conference by a couple of schools at a minimum. Why in the hell would UConn, given their football situation, the stadium, the lack of winning, the lack of revenue generation, basically the lack of health of their football program. Why would you want to add that when you can add Pac-12 P5s, A, but then B, why would you add UConn when you could add Gonzaga at half price, right? You could add Gonzaga at half price uh, and allow them to run through the tournament every year. Maybe not win a championship every year, right? But you know they're going to be a, a Sweet 16 team every single year. Why would you not do that? That makes too much financial sense. That's why UConn is a dumb idea, in my opinion. Yeah, and a lot of people... Um, oh, what do we have here? Now, listen, listen, listen. I'm good looking. <laughs> <laughs> in all honesty... Oh, I mean, your wife think your wife thinks I'm dude. hot, and and that's cool, man. Bro, right? Like, you guys Bro. know, like, I'm smart. Um, you know, people genuinely like me. You know, I play crappy golf at Canyons Golf, the official golf club of the Monty Show. All of that is true, right? Mainly that I'm hot, right? And I'm really intelligent. You gotta get stroked, right? I, I mean, seriously, seriously, Brooks. You got to get stroked. Right. So let you got to get go stroked. Okay. okay, here we go. We're updating a banner. This better be good, dude. This lead-in is, has been... this. I mean, this has been arrogant. I'm not sure if it's as arrogant as Oregon and Utah fan are, but this this has potential to be, to be pretty good. Okay, we're almost done. Sorry, there's not a lot of play-by-play. -play. We're in a... We're in a sorry. Describing describe, describing my awesomeness. Just, I'm so it, it, bricked it, up right now. It, it takes time. It man. takes time. Um. So what do we got? <clears throat> Believe that says oh, the Arizona Board of Regents boy. adds a meeting for tomorrow, both public and executive session. Oh now, boy. Now listen, listen, listen. You you don't have to thank you guys. You, no, that's really you don't have to thank me. Oh boy. It's what I do. What did, what did good old Uncle Monty tell you on Thursday and Friday? He has our full respect. We're in a control position. Told you. They were standing by, ready to rock and roll. Now, all of a sudden, a meeting pops up for tomorrow afternoon, uh, 3.30. Um, they will go into executive session. 
Um, you can watch this on live stream. Um, Although, why would you do that? Because it's during our show. You know. Um, the executive session is pursuant to Arizona statute. Review assignments for Arizona Board of Regents Executive Director John Arnold. And it says Arizona Board Regents Executive Session pursuant for legal advice regarding any item on the agenda. Oh, Which, man, now, dude. Again, back your shit. Let's go. Again. I mean, if you go back to the Colorado, what, what did they have? Legal advice. So this, this could be a thing. The thing. This could be a thing. Now, note the meetings in the, the Pac-12 TV meeting is tomorrow morning. Yeah. And the time was up in the air when the show started, but I believe that it is 9 a.m. Pacific time. That would be an hour later than George spoke at Media Day, just so we're clear. Pac-12 TV meeting is tomorrow morning, I believe. Uh, it is... Um, well, you guys, amazing stuff from Dennis Dodd. Uh, he just tweeted, it's believed the Pac-12 presidents will learn the TV numbers in a meeting early tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Bless up! Dude, I mean, y'all had it first here, man. I mean, I, you know. You know. Anyway, what, you are know. The, what are the people saying? Let's let's keep allowing you the people know. to have a uh, Michael Trolls gives us $1.99. Thank you. Russell gives us $5. Brand new Arizona board meeting posted for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You know? Uh, Michael gives us four ninety nine more and four ninety nine more to Michael. say. How do you have tiebreakers if eighteen of twenty teams in football? They'll work it out. Are you talking? Is that a Big Twelve question? Yeah. If you have eighteen of twenty teams that play football, well, as long well, as you have, have an have even number, you yeah. won't. Yeah, you're not going to have twenty. And you're not going to have twenty. I, I think they'll settle on sixteen. Yeah, I think you're capped at sixteen. Just yeah. sixteen. You're capped at sixteen. I, I, I do think that that. And that's a pertinent question. I appreciate that question. I, you're going to be even in football, but I don't think that they're going to add UConn in an effort to get even. I think what you would do is you would say, okay, Gonzaga has the the verbal invitation. We've reported that back, what, three months, four months at least. For a while now, we've been telling you Gonzaga's got an invitation of the Big 12. Um, so what you would do is you would add or expand or add enough schools so you're even on the football field. And then when you look, hey, cherry on top additions would be Gonzaga as an example. I don't know who else you'd add as a cherry on top. I think that, like, I could see them going to 16 on the football field, and then Gonzaga would be the 17th team in the conference. Correct. And then you would just probably, branding-wise, I can't imagine you'd roll out big 16. I think you'd probably, I don't know if you'd just stay with the big 12 or whatever, but, you know, you'd be at 16 on the football field and 17 total. Yeah, I think this is a this is a this is a huge moment in time, and I I keep telling you guys this. Yeah, appreciate this moment for what it is history making. Yeah, you are watching history in college football be made. We've never seen this before. Yeah, uh, Corey Erickson says thanks for my correction, uh, Monty. One a.m. here, you guys rock, Corey. We're just yeah, we're just ball busting. We're just dude. breaking yeah. elephant balls here, dude. I mean, yeah. Or, I mean, if, if you know, I mean, hopefully not a rhinoceros because you ain't living through that. Um, I mean, elephants do run fast. Well, that's the issue, isn't and it? And if you're in Nairobi, don't get neck whipped by no giraffe. 
Human or non-human? Because they will hit you like a wiffle ball, boy. Yeah, dude, they'll drop you, bro. You ever seen a giraffe swing its neck? My God. No, I'm good. Uh, Cyclone Steve for $2. If UW and Oregon go to the big, does the 12 hold at 14? No, I, I think... I think they want to add four teams here. I think your point about Bobby Robbins being right in the middle of this thing and leveraging the Big 12 to get ASU to go with them is really pertinent. Because if you think about it, for Arizona, it probably does make a lot of sense to try to get Arizona State to tag along in this expansion. It does. Opportunity. And I, and I, and I think that while the Board of Regents for Arizona has said they won't stand in the way, I do think Bobby Robbins isn't stupid. And I think he understands the impact on the state and opportunity. Yes. And, you know, it's more valuable because, again, and I know this, I, I'm not even joking or being tongue in cheek. I know it's silly. I feel like a lot of people think, okay, uh, Arizona's going to the Big 12. Well, that means they're moving their building to Stillwater, right? Or to Norman or wherever the hell. No, the building's still going to sit in, in that tiny little town known as Tucson. And so uh, the point it's, is, it's, it's Tucson, please. Yeah, that team down south in Tucson. Yeah, the point is, is that a relationship, team a positive, bene a positive, beneficial relationship with Arizona State, as crappy as they run their program, is probably better for the University of Arizona. So for me, if I'm Bobby Robbins and I'm talking to Brett Yormark, I'm saying, hey. Yeah, dude, we will come to the Big 12. We want to. We look forward to that opportunity. But, hey, here's what we see and, and what would benefit us the most, which is this. Yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty wild what we are seeing. Um, it, I just... And, by the way, if you're a Utah fan, tomorrow's a huge day for you. If you're a Utah fan, you better be paying attention tomorrow because if the conference door, double doors, swing wide open tomorrow and this thing burns to the ground... I'm telling you, you the pressure on Utah is here. It's real. It's yes, active. It it's now. Yep. And you've got to find your exit. All of our breaking news presented by TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you get there, you guys. If you woke up today on Monday and you're all pissed off about having to go in the office, you hate your boss, you're not making the money you want to make, why on earth haven't you been to TridayTrading.com yet? So many of our listeners have begun to live the life they've always dreamed of. They spent $10 and got a free 30-day trial membership. Now, when I say free, that $10 is a charitable donation. So not only do you give them $10 to charity, it's a tax write-off. And then they, in exchange for that, give you a 30-day trial membership, which is everything they offer. There's no holding back in that 30 days. You get high-level elite day trading coaching. You get access to all their processes, all their softwares, their algorithms. They teach you how to make a minimum of $1,000 a day day trading. And once you graduate their program, they open an account for you that they fund and you trade with their money, not your money. And when you make money with TridayTrading.com's money, you get 80% of the profit coast to coast, east to west, north to south, all of North America. Get there right now today, TridayTrading.com and just watch the video testimonies. Read about the program. And trust me when I tell you, if you have that $10 and you make that charitable donation, you're going to do what every one of our listeners have done, thrive. Because you can do it part-time, you can do it full-time. It is built for your lifestyle. If I said you could make $125,000 to $130,000 a year part-time, would you go and do it for two, three hours a day? Would you go and do it? Absolutely you would. Trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Let's run through your comments. You guys have been phenomenal today. Mike Rayner for $10 says if the pact is the pact done, if this happens, it is. 
I think if they lose one more school, it's over. Arizona would absolutely be a death blow. Yeah. That would be, you would be done. And Bobby Robinson isn't the type of guy who just does things on a whim. And I think no. you got to remember that. No, and I think our sources told us over the weekend, there's a lot of scheming going on behind the scenes. Uh-huh. And I think there's a lot of conversations. I think, I think we heard late last week when this Colorado thing went down that the Big 12 was talking to a lot of different people. And I actually do believe that the Big 12 has said to these Pac-12 teams, hey, enough's enough. You either come in or you're not. Yeah. And this meeting that got on the agenda, notice how quickly this popped up. Colorado la- left last week. It's Tuesday and we have a meeting where a TV deal is going to be presented. And presidents are allegedly out of the country. This is not something that George Klyovkov wanted to do. And my source at the Arizona Board of Regents, who, by the way, again, I will tell you not to keep saying, hey, we told you so, we told you so. What have we been telling you? The Arizona Board of Regents was ready to act. And there is now a meeting on their docket, a special session tomorrow at 3.30. And part of that is an executive session and part of it's a public session. Because it's all part of the plan. I think what you're going to see is they're going to go into this meeting tomorrow morning. They're going to get a TV number officially. I think that Arizona is going to say that's not good enough. We're, we're going to withdraw. They're going to go right to the, the meeting. And I think you're going to see that they're going to talk about this in executive session and in public session. And I think you could get an announcement very quickly. Very, very quickly. If this meeting tomorrow morning goes sideways. I just, and again, I'm not trying to be negative, Nancy. I just think the reality of the situation here is that I don't know how George is bringing an offer that is even more than 25. I, I, could, I, I, just, I couldn't even begin to guess how that would happen. And it would be different if, you know, you had, you know, if George had a great relationship with ESPN or somehow could manifest this amazing relationship with NBC. If and he had still somebody had in his back pocket. Yeah, you know, like, or, yeah. Hey, but there's not. And again, these are a bunch of old heads. I, I you, With all due respect, Bobby Robbins or Taylor Randall or... Dave you, Randall. D- excuse me. Giraffe neck. If you look at all <laughs> these, you know, you look at the people making these decisions. Yeah. Kirk Schultz is not a young man. No. You look at all the people that are presidents of these universities. There's a lot of them that are old heads. Anna Marie Cosse at Washington is an old head. Mm-hmm. That's not somebody who's like, oh, hey, man, got to get it all on streaming. So, because I think that's the only way you make a significant amount of bread is if it's all streaming, and that's not going to fly in this conference because they, I, I just don't see a way out. I hope yeah. I am wrong. I don't see a way out. I, I just, I truly do not see a way out. Big Bad Brass Balls says, I can't tell you, uh, I can tell you that you break brass balls too. Well, yeah, we do. When they claim together, dude, I hope they don't get dense in them. Uh, J-Rod, 30 for 30, Requiem for the Pac-12. Tomorrow morning. Dude. Hosted by George Kleovskog. They texted. Uh, <laughs> Edward Bacher. Bacher? Boucher? Cher, okay. Boucher. Uh, Boucher. Yeah, goaltender. Uh, $5. Thank you for the uh, $5 tip. Appreciate that. You guys are always so generous. Jaron Eccles. Hello, my Cub fan. Eight of nine. Uh, I swear to God, if the Cubs burn it down. I s- okay. Where is Bishop Sycamore when you need him? Yeah, I think they're they're yeah. yeah they I'm, went yeah, you, you know, know. Mm. lucky charm. Okay, we Utes want to say we love you, Big Twelve. Yeah, <laughs> oh, please pick up the phone. Ain't ducking, no smoke. <laughs> 
Not going to happen that way. Chris Phillips, good to see Oregon and Oregon State. Washington and Washington State may not be splitting up after all. How do they, along with Utah, mix with New Mountain West? <laughs> see what Chris did? <laughs> Just lumped them all in together. Uh, see, that's the kind of productive comment I'm talking about. That's well done, sir. Uh, Bryce Martin. I think Colorado, Arizona, Utah, and Oregon State. Oregon State. Dark horse. Oregon State has been very aggressive. We told you last week, and everybody mocked us, and all, all week, Oregon State's been burning up the phones. Scott Barnes is a hell of an athletic director at Oregon State. Yeah. Uh, Michael says, yep, Pac-9 is done. Jay Baller, don't hold me to it, but been hearing Big 12 only adding one more. Who knows? I think that was the prevailing belief. I think that's changed. Heather Dinich today talked about <laughs> how – her, her tune has changed remarkably. Yes. Heather was the one who said, hey, it's only going to be 14. That's it. Well, turns out that changed apparently. I think the Big 12 would go to 16, and I think that's where their cap is. Yeah. I think 14 is standard across the board if you look at the Big 10 and the SEC. Um, but the Big 10 a year from now is going to be at 16. We'll see. Like, I think the Big 12 would go to 16 and be fine with it. Uh, Blake says, I don't think the Big 12 adds any basketball-only schools when there are plenty of pack teams that will jump ship. It's a legit question. It's a legitimate question. And the other question is what happens to those who don't make the Big 12? I can only see one outcome for that. You do not want to have to answer that question. It's a merger with the Mountain West. That's the only thing that I can see. I mean, that legitimately is a death knell for a P5 school. I mean, if you are a P5 brand right now, even... Even the worst, even like, or not even the worst, an educational focused institution like Stanford. If you're Stanford, dude, and you were to, not that I think it will, but you were to wind up in the Mountain West, dude, that's that's the end. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. I think it is very interesting to me. That thank you for everybody who continues to DM me that there's a new Arizona Board of Regents meeting. <laughs> hey, guys. I love that people DM me during the show. Did you guys know we're doing a show right now? Hello? Is this thing on? And the other thing is, by the way, we yeah. we if you follow me on Twitter, the Monty Show, M O N T Y the Monty Show. It's X, please. Thank you. Yeah, on X. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Elon. <laughs> <laughs> Making my life so much more difficult. If you follow me on X, bro, turn on the bat line on the building. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, The yeah. Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show, you know this morning we tweeted about this. You knew this was coming. We talked about it on the show last week. Hey, Corey Erickson, thank you. Gifted five Monty Show memberships oh, today. Yeah, okay. Let's go, baby. Let's go. The CMB has been good. Yeah. You know. Appreciate that. Thank you, Corey. Uh, always good to see uh, our international friends of mystery. Thank you. Hero75 gives us $5 to say, isn't the Arizona president the current president of the PAC board? No. Uh, Bobby Robbins is simply one of the um, directors. He is one of three presidents. They have an executive committee, if you will, or board of directors. Mm -hmm. So they have three presidents that sit at the top of the conference and they filter information down. They have pods that they deal with. But now those pods have shrunk because you're not filtering information to USC, UCLA, or Colorado. Although I was told a couple of weeks ago, USC is still on those calls, which mm -hmm. how. But they have three presidents at the top. 
Kirk Schultz is the chairman, if you will, the chairperson of the board of directors. Um, you have the president at Stanford temporarily until tomorrow. He'll be replaced. I believe it is by Taylor Randall at Utah. Um, and then you have Bobby Robbins, who is the third member of the executive committee. So yeah. it's it's awkward. There is there is no doubt about that. Jim Choi, Colorado was your, max, your mark's check make move over Klyavkov. Your mark taking Colorado is the same as taking out the queen in chess. Eh. I don't know about that. On I, its own? Uh, yeah. Mm. I think it, it, it's either one of two things, right? No, depending on how all this works out, and obviously we know which way it's trending. But but to me, it is either your mark is as savvy as he's shown to be, and that's why he added Colorado first, uh, because he understands it, the people. And this is what you need to understand about good leadership. Good leadership from Brett Yormark when he's dealing with the Pac-12 is not just saying, okay, Colorado would be kind of a nice ad because it's lower key, but it opens the door. It's not just that. Brett Yormark knows these presidents. He talks to them regularly. He has relationships. He knows their personalities. He knows their demeanor and their rigor of sorts. You know, So like when he's thinking about, okay, how can I add from the Pac without, without coming off like I'm just trying to destroy the conference? Well, that's how you have patience. You keep the dialogue going. Yes. And then when Colorado yes. runs out of patience, inevitably, when Rick George and Stefano run out of patience, he's right there waiting. Yes. So that's why I say it's really this isn't even a competition. And all those outlets out there that are denying that the PAC schools of any variety haven't been talking to the big or uh, the Big 12. You're out of your mind because that's how this game is played. Cow turd. Like, you're crazy, dude. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I just don't know how, and, and this continues to be the struggle, and we've talked about this ad nauseum on the show, so I'm sorry to keep repeating it. But if you're just tuning in today, there's a lot of news. This is very much like last Thursday, Friday. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of dominoes in order now. Okay? The Pac-12 presidents and athletic directors will be on a call tomorrow morning with Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyavkov, where it is expected that George Klyavkov will present a television distribution deal, a media rights deal, right, with numbers included. Now, I want to make it very clear, he was supposed to do that two Thursdays ago now, the day before Pac-12 Football Media Day. Right. He did not, in that meeting, present numbers or a TV deal or a path to a TV deal. What happened the next day? On Friday, Rick George, the athletic director, gave his talk at Pac-12 Football Media Day and immediately left the event. Did not meet with the media, begrudgingly walked through the media, did not meet with radio stations, didn't do the typical circuit. He just left. Mm -hmm. And then Colorado eventually, as you know, knocked everything over, got this ball started by having a Board of Regents meeting, voting unanimously, entering the Big 12. Now, here we are with Arizona, and we've told you for months on this show, our contacts on the Arizona Board of Regents, who we spoke to today, who we spoke to last Friday, told us point blank, hey, we are ready to act. We are in position to have a meeting early next week. If you go back to our Friday show, you'll hear me say that exact same thing. They are in position to act early next week. I would call it Tuesday early in the week. They are having a meeting tomorrow at 3.30. 
The agenda, frankly, the agenda is very murky. There is one agenda item and then a second footnote that says they will have legal advice. They are clearly, and this is what Rick George and the guys at Colorado did with their Board of Regent meeting, there really wasn't an agenda. There was the minimum requirement to meet the meeting standard, and there are rules and laws. The Arizona, you know, standards, rules and standards called ARS, which is law in Arizona. The ARS in Arizona says, hey, you have to put out an agenda. And if you want this to happen, you have to have a public session and a private session, an executive session. You can do nothing without a public session. They have both an executive session and a public call to order tomorrow. So my guess is what you're going to see based on the people I've spoken to is you're going to have a meeting tomorrow. I don't think you'll get any action tomorrow. I think in that executive session, they are going to be updated and they are going to have a plan of action. I believe Wednesday or Thursday, they will add another session. They will have a public session that will be a vote. And I think you're going to see it go the same same way. The only way to avoid this is what sources have told me that if this Pac-12 TV deal is not at least 50% linear, which means regular broadcast TV a la ESPN, if it's not 50% linear and a minimum of $25 million per school per year, you are going to lose half the conference. Y'all feel me? That is the only way to avoid this at this point. That meeting is tomorrow morning, we believe at 9 a.m. Pacific time for the Pac-12. The meeting, according to the public agenda, is at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon for the Arizona Board of Regents. It is all in line. It is all set up to happen. Yep. Now, what will George do at this meeting tomorrow? I wish I could tell you I had confidence. But he has never, not one time, performed above expectation. Not once. He has not spoken to the media since January. What did he do the very first time? The very first time he spoke to the media, which was last Thursday, what, 10 days ago now, at Pac-12 Football Media Day. He immediately made a massive mistake that I believe was the end of the road. Keep it real. End of the road. Thursday, and then what he did Friday in the, at Media Day was an absolute travesty. I think that is why we are where we are. In speaking to our source on the Arizona Board of Regents, I was also told that they will no longer try to hinder or dissuade Arizona from acting independently. That the Arizona Board of Regents has a really good understanding that it is in Arizona's best interest to get a deal that brings as much athletic revenue as possible. I think that if Arizona and the Arizona Board of Regents had their druthers, their way, Arizona State would accompany. Wow. Major Cubs trade we'll talk about in a minute. <laughs> Squirrel. If Arizona and the Arizona Board of Regents had their way, Arizona State would accompany Arizona to the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Just based on the fact that there is an uncertain future in the Pac-12. You don't know, is there going to be a conference? If there is, will there be a distribution deal? And if there is, how much will it be worth? Whereas if you go to the Big 12, and don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, that the Big 12 is chasing Arizona State. As I tweeted, it is up in the air. 
But if you go to the Big 12, you are assured a minimum payout of $31.7 million. And based on the decisions and the business plan, including hiring a commercial division, opening and hiring a commercial division, expanding to Mexico, to Rucker Park, to Dallas, extending their agreement with AT&T Stadium, having uh, Big 12 uh, Pro Day in Dallas, having the Big 12 basketball tournament in Kansas City. The revenue streams are plentiful. Sending multiple teams to the college basketball tournament, the revenue streams are plentiful. Sending multiple teams to the college football playoff, the revenue streams are plentiful. You are probably looking at $60 million a year in payouts for a 14-team conference. If you get to 16, it's probably north of that. Yeah. If you're Arizona and the Arizona Board of Regents, how do you try to prevent somebody from getting that? Yeah. When you have no idea if you stay in the Pac-12, if you're going to get a quarter of that. It's no longer in your best interest to stay in the conference. Certainly it is not. It's just, I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. Certainly it is not. Yeah. That much is, that much is very clear. Uh, real quick, um, a little breaking news for you out of Major League Baseball presented by our friends at Super Chicks in Ogden on Riverdale Road. Uh, and in uh, St. George, two massive trades in baseball. We have told you the Chicago Cubs are going to have a fire sale, or we were scared that they would. It appears we acted hastily. The Cubs have acquired Nationals, th- hello, Nationals third baseman, uh, Jimer Candelaria. <laughs> who I would remind you is a Cubs draft pick of old. So it, this is a big deal. This is a very, very big deal. Um, for the Cubs, it keeps them in the race. They've won eight of nine. Um, that's a big one. That is a that is a big one. So it'll be interesting to see, does Cody Bellinger stay healthy? Do they trade him? Does he stay on the roster? Um, that is a big, big deal for the Chicago Cubs to acquire uh, Jimer Candelaria from Washington, a guy they know very well, a bat they need very much. Um, I'm excited about that. Is that I mean, that, that feels like a, a good move for the Cubs. Yeah, it's a good move. I, I think, again, none of, none of it matters unless you actually get to the playoffs, honestly. But I'm glad to see they're not burning it down. Why do you say hurtful things like that? <laughs> because because it's great. Yeah, you added a third baseman. Let's add some pitching. Let's go out and get the Pirates closer, do some stuff. Yeah, DJ Hers and uh, Kevin May going back for Jimer Candelaria. That's a good move. Yeah, you're, you're, in, you're in silly season in professional sports, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so if that wasn't enough, Super Chicks in Ogden on Riverdale Road, uh, as well as in St. George. I'm telling you, I ate there on Saturday. Mrs. Monty was like, we got to go to Super Chicks. Got to go to Super <laughs> Chicks. I got the, of course, because I'm a man with testosterone flowing through my uh, my nether regions. Uh, I, of course, got the deluxe chicken sandwich. Extra, extra pickles. And the thing you love and you immediately notice about Super Chicks is when you're standing there and you're watching them chop tomatoes and chop onions and chop lettuce. Fresh, in-house, fresh produce, in-house. The pickles, crisp, fresh. The ranch dressing where they mix in pure-cut Colombian cocaine. I'm for real. Because it's incredibly addictive. By the way, a little bit of shift to change in sauce philosophy. Okay. The the uh, honey mustard dressing at Super Chicks. Holy cow. Woo! It's bomb. Maybe there was a mix-up, and you know they got... The ranch is still better, but... <laughs> the, the sharks all got high on cocaine. I don't know if the the honey mustard seeds got mixed in. I have no idea. 
But I might be a honey mustard guy at Super Chase. This should happen. You should go check it out. And the French fries, salt, pepper, a little barbecue sauce. What are we even talking about? All right, let's get your comments in here. Uh, A significant amount of news uh, moving hour by hour, it seems like. WR gives us $5. Uh, Appreciate that very much, WR. The great Dane. Well, welcome back. Dane, good to see you. Breaking news live from the La Brea Tar Pit. Uh, the Pac-9 will announce an amazing TV deal. George K. promises it will be hot, bubbly, and very sticky. On the Food Network with Guy Fieri hosting Pac-12 football. Well. Okay. Um, you know. Uh, Oregon Stacker. Is that a sandwich or a burger? Uh, why wouldn't the Big 12 go to 18 and add Oregon and Washington after adding the four corner schools? Because one, I, I just think... Oregon and Washington, culturally, educationally, brand-wise, are not a fit in the Big 12. And, again, I'm not trying to – I'm going to sit up and say this as gently as I can. Is Oregon too big for the Big 12? Yes. I think they are. The other problem is – okay, great. Let's say the Big 12 did add them. If they leave when your TV deal is done, that's bad for the conference in the future. That's a bad look. You're a, that would be my – and I've heard this term a thousand times. Oregon would be renting the Big 12 for the next move. The stepping stone conference for, the, and, and for I just, Oregon and Washington. I think that's a bad deal. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a bad deal. And I, I think – I just think educationally, I think financially, all Oregon and Washington care about is winning a national championship. Going to the Big 12 makes that far more difficult. Yeah. Far more difficult. That's why, you know, Stacker, I just don't see that happening. Yeah. I, I don't. So, and I could be wrong. Joseph Melendez for $5. About Gonzaga, do you think that it would hurt their brand if they joined the Big 12 and underperformed or lost Mark Few after joining the league? I think Gonzaga. If, if you're Gonzaga, you're auto-bidded to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So there's a lot of people in their non-con schedules phenomenal every year. I mean, hell, we always talk about the, the game they played on an aircraft carrier against Michigan State last year. Yep. Like, you don't have to do anything. But how much money are you leaving on the table by not? How much, how much money are you leaving on the table in brand growth if you're not playing Kansas multiple times a year every year? Yeah. If you're not bringing Kansas State, Kansas, if you're not bringing your big brands – in that conference, and there's no doubt the Big 12 is the best basketball conference in the country. If you're not bringing Houston to Spokane every year, how much money are you leaving on the table in facility expansion? That, that, that's, the, that's the balancing act. Yeah. Auto bid, WCC money, fight for your life, Big 12, bigger games, more money, more invitations, more panache. Yeah. Is it a risk? Of course it's a risk. But if you're the very best at what you do, don't you want to don't you want to play the very best? Mm-hmm. I think you do. I don't see Duke trying to shrink from Carolina. Right? I don't see Duke trying to shrink from Miami or Florida State. Yeah. I don't see Duke trying to get to the the you know the WCC for an auto bid. Yeah. I, I, how many times have we said, well, Mark Few he's just living on the WCC. Like if you go on ESPN right now and you look at Gonzaga's schedule, yeah. The only game sitting here under the schedule for Gonzaga on ESPN is versus Purdue. 
Note what it says for ticket price. And I know it's online. Hey, probably get them cheaper. Tickets as low as $525 a ticket. Dude, they're a brand. They are a brand on the hardwood, and they're a value add for the Big 12. I'm just... There's no getting around that, dude. I just keep saying it time and again. You're not... Mark Few isn't scared of you. Mark Few's not scared of you. Any more than Calvin Sampson is scared of you. Any more than Hubert Davis is scared. Any more than any of these bros at the top of this. Bill Self's not scared of Gonzaga. No. Are you kidding me? I mean, these are the teams you want to play. How much more is Mexico and Rucker Park paying? How much more? Like, the opportunity cost goes up significantly when you add a power like Gonzaga. So... I don't know. Maybe they don't want him. Maybe they don't want him. I know that I, I can tell you from the highest level of sources. We were told months and months and months ago, Gonzaga and the Big 12 had extensive talks. And I can tell you certainly that Gonzaga was offered verbally to join the conference if they would like to do that. Yeah. And they, they held status quo. And... I just, I don't know more how, how specifically more I can say that. You know, like it is. Yeah, man. It just is what it is. Yep. You know, like it, I want people to understand like this is, these at this level, these guys are not scared. No. Man, they're not scared. Pete Thamel just put out an interesting tweet, by the way, and I'm trying to get a screen grab for you. Um, Pete apparently is is much better at surmising our show than I am. <laughs> uh, you guys, I love I love on this show every day. And at, at some point, we're not going to be the small little underdog anymore. At some point, we are just going to pull them out and drop them on your chin. Like, mm-hmm. I, I seriously, that's probably too much. It's probably a little excessive. That's, but, that's did you, you see what I had meant to say is, at some point, we're, we're not going to be the underdog anymore. Right. Here's Pete Thamel today just now on twitter okay what's next in realignment huge meeting tomorrow for alleged pac-12 tv clarity look for arizona arizona state and utah to band together in solidarity listen to this this is out of the article quote from pete thamel quote simply put a deal has to be good enough to keep Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah in the Pac-12. This all mm. unfolds amid a backdrop where it's an open secret that Oregon and Washington covet Big Ten invitations, where the TV payouts are nearly double that of any league not named the SEC. Hmm. But the unknown variables on when the Big Ten could expand again are both time and legal complications of any ACC school leaving. The cold reality is the remaining Pac-12 schools need to know any arrangement is temporary. The Pac-12 deal has long been believed to be a short one. Now, uh, listen, listen, Linda, Linda, listen to me, okay? <laughs> what have we reported on this show? And maybe my sources are at ESPN. I have no idea. I love we've, that show. We've told you three to five years. That's a short deal in the Pac-12. Yeah, it is. We have told you. If it's not $25 million or more, you're going to lose half the conference. So Oregon, Washington, Pete Thamel says they covet the Big Ten. There's two. You have nine left. Uh, Colorado's gone. That's three. Arizona, Arizona State, 
that's five. Now, I, I'm not great at math, but I believe 50% of 10 is five. If that deal is not $25 million a year, half this conference is gone. Yeah, and Pete seems to be sending the message, not that this is surprising, but Pete is sending the message that the Arizona schools and Utah are, quote, banding together, that they're trying to operate as one collective which in movement uh, which i think is really interesting in that taylor randall the president at utah i believe joins the pac-12 board of directors uh tomorrow um so which would add him to bobby robbins at arizona so wait so wait it's as if you're putting the schools that are packing their stuff in the u-haul on your board. That is truly incredible. I believe Taylor Randall is going to replace Levine from Stanford, who is resigning in humiliation. You know. Quite literally. Scandal. Bro. Come on. Mark, so Mark Tessier Levine re resigns in, in humiliation. Yeah. You replace him with Taylor Randall. And Bobby Robbins is already on that board. And then the executive chair of that board is Kirk Schultz, who runs the weakest athletic department in the conference. It's not the best situation, and we all know that. And everybody's going to say, oh, hey, fat ass, understand something. And I know you're, too, you're too busy eating fat. You know, all those candy bars, bro. But First you, team all Zion. You need to understand, bro, that they are locked. they're all in cycles. I don't care. If it's a cycle, it's cyclical. You can't have Robert Robbins, who has openly talked about certain affinities for the Big 12. The answer is yes. On your board of directors with Taylor Randall from Utah, led by, and I use the word led <laughs> as in leadership, very loosely, Kirk Schultz. What really do we have to lose? And you're expecting a better outcome? Come on, guy. Like, I, And I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm not trying to be sarcastic. This is real life in the Pac-12. So then, then you have that. And I want to play this again. I want to roll the Stan Landing video again. Because now with all this stuff coming out, you don't get a guy like Pete Thamel writing what he just wrote about the Arizona schools in Utah. You know, going to the Big 12, essentially, if this meeting doesn't pan out. We've got the Board of Regents in Arizona with the meetings scheduled, both executive and public. And you mean to tell me that earlier today, the coach at Oregon, a school that's allegedly interested in the Big Ten, and the Big Ten is allegedly interested in them, is going to roll out at a press conference and say something like this? Not a big reaction. I mean, I'm trying to remember what they won to affect this conference. I don't remember. Do you remember them winning anything? I don't remember them winning anything. Appreciate it. Is he ripping the Big 12 right there? He is. That's Dan Lanning, the newly minted gazillionaire Dan Lanning who just got a big contract extension that has him on the hook personally for $20 million should he leave. And that deal is fully guaranteed, so it doesn't matter why you fire him, you're paying him. So the guy who's now the face of Oregon football just said Colorado sucks, we're glad they're gone. And you think they're joining the Big 12? No, no, no. There's greener pastures no, yet, friends. No, no, I, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. I cut off Dion's toes. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Like, that's exactly what Dan Lanning did. <laughs>
Like, this is too good to be true. Do you see how all of this is building, right? The, the, the stuff going on in the state of Arizona, the Pac-12 conference meeting, Dan Lanning, you it's know, amazing. the co- Colorado leaving before this. Like, dude, you can see it building and progressing. It's It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Hero 75 gives us $5 to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Arizona Board of Regents control Arizona and Arizona State? Could the PAC lose both schools in one vote? Are you new to the show? Maybe. (laughs) Hero 75 is not new. Yes. And we've talked at length about that. Yeah. Today. (laughs) that The Arizona Board of Regents does control. So just to clarify, as we've talked about, the Arizona Board of Regents has oversight of both Arizona and Arizona State. Previously, their position had been the Arizona Board of Regents that we do not want those two schools to act autonomously or independently. And we were told by a member of that Board of Regents that if Arizona chose to leave for the Big 12, and this was what, six, eight something weeks ago, if Arizona chose to leave for the Big 12, that they would make it financially difficult for Arizona to do that that they would try to find ways to make them, and I don't remember the verbiage that was used, but essentially have a deal like Cal got with UCLA, Mm -hmm. where you have to pay Cal, subsidize them because you're damaging them by leaving the conference. Which, admittedly, at that time, made a lot of sense. Well, it made a hell of a lot of sense. Because for the state, the state, the, the health of the state, you look at it and you say, okay, yeah, Again, Arizona and ASU having a good relationship and being connected is better for the state of Arizona. Yes. But now you can't make that case anymore because of the situation with the conference. You can't. And so today we talked to a a member of the Arizona Board of Regents who told us, hey, that's all over with. There's no way to make the argument now that Arizona or Arizona State is better to stay in the conference. So we would not hinder – in any way, Arizona trying to leave for the Big 12. Mm-hmm. That is directly from somebody at the Arizona Board of Regents who has a vote. This person and I conversed offline, and then this person called me today. By the way, right while we were shooting a short, how rude. <laughs> but um, right then, we were shooting shorts today, yeah. and my phone rang. You don't care about this, but on YouTube, shorts are 60 seconds or less, so we use my phone... We have a a hookup on our camera where the phone hangs off the side of the camera and it has a countdown on it so that I know when to shut the hell up. Yeah. And the phone rang. And it was it was the person I'd been conversing with offline. And I think it really says something that there's been sort of this shift and in a significant shift. And if you've paid attention to Heather Dinich's reporting, you see this shift with her as well, right? No shade to Heather, but you just there's been a big shift where where people were saying, hey, this the conference is essentially the conference is in a good place. We're all staying together. We're just waiting for George to present a deal. Uh, you know, and for this person that we talked to, hey, yeah, we're we're, we're gonna make it really difficult or really painful in a way for Arizona to leave this conference Utah. without ASU. Utah, Utah another told good us, example. Told us straight away. And and again, remember how things have gone. We've reported on this show pretty directly. We have an open line of communication with Utah. Yeah. And that line has been silent. Yeah. Silent for the better part of a week. Yeah. And the people at Utah at the very top of the food chain told us, hey, we've had extensive talks with the Big 12. And those talks were facilitated by, we were told Tom Homo opened up a line of communication with 
Utah and the Big 12, because that's how Brett Yormark operated. He took contacts he had already had and people in the conference had, and he back-channeled communications with, to open up conversations. Right. Utah and the Big 12 had extensive conversations over a two-month period, I believe it was. And at the end of those, Utah told the Big 12, hey, we don't feel like we are an academic fit. We're, our concern is we believe we would lose academic revenue by joining the Big 12, which, by the way, one of the what did the Arizona Board of Regent person tell us today? Yep. This person used a significant medical brand in the state of Arizona as an example mm-hmm. of money that is going both to Arizona and Arizona State through an affiliation in the Pac-12. That's the concern of people like like Utah. Hey, Utah has this huge medical network. And many of you probably don't know this. University of Utah has a massive medical footprint. Their concern is if we join the Big 12, and let's say we're not in the Pac-12 anymore, is Stanford, is Cal, is Arizona or Arizona State, are they going to take their medical money and put it with somebody that they're more closely affiliated with, where they have bylaws, where they have pen and paper that says we're partners. It's in our best interest if we work together. Yeah. Because one of the things that people don't understand is at the conference level and research and the Pac-12 is about a lot more than just, hey, well, when are we going to play each other in badminton? Right. That's not what the Pac-12 is about. The Pac-12 is about, well, Stanford is going to partner with Washington State or whoever the hell. Stanford and Utah are going to partner on on a research study where they're going to leverage their medical network and Stanford's going to plug in this piece. And Thanks. Partnership. The, that's on paper in the Pac-12. So if you leave that relationship, is Stanford, by law of the Pac-12, by rule and regulation in the Pac-12, are they obligated to look at options in their own conference first or in their partnership circle first? That's what Utah is worried about. And by the way, I can't say I blame them because in talking to this board of regent today, this person's talking to us about major medical brands that have a bridge built between Arizona and Arizona state. If Arizona leaves the conference and let's say Utah stays in the conference, Arizona State and Utah are regional partners. Wouldn't it make more sense for them to support their in-conference brother? Yes. Who has a major medical footprint instead of giving the money to Arizona, who's now in the Big 12. It makes more sense that way. So I think that, that not to undersell the lead, but I thought that was a really good example well, of, just, of something this person told us. It highlights all the business that happens off the football field. And, and I think that's the thing that a lot of – you know, the the casual fan doesn't quite understand is that it's not just how many games you win on the football field. Now, does that help? Absolutely. If you're a prolific football program and you're winning constantly, that absolutely helps your case. But understanding that all these partnerships take place and schools want to continue those partnerships and and those relationships so they can keep the money in-house, if you will, inside of a conference where they have their partnership, that's why these schools didn't necessarily want to leave the Pac-12. Right? Notice, and, and everyone seems to get this confused on our reporting on this. We never said that schools won't leave. We said they didn't want to leave. And it's mostly because of what he just talked about 
in addition to the athletics. So the point is, is that is that with Arizona and Arizona State, it potentially makes a lot more sense to execute this concept of partnership inside of state lines, thinking of it more geographically than with conference affiliation. So if they can stay together and both go and stay in the same conference and have a good working relationship, right. why right. would you not do that? Yeah, and I, I think it is – Utah's still a very interesting – Utah is still a very interesting – situation yeah because and i'll i'll be blunt with you in the in the conversations i've had i would still be really surprised if if utah left this conference wow if utah left this conference i'd still be very surprised and i i think one of the things that is so so difficult is that i think it would take a major reverse a major reversal in policy a major reversal in position for Utah to leave this conference. And, you know, just that would be really surprising to me. But what choice are they left with? I mean, if they were given a choice, yeah, sure, they'd stay in the conference. But but after yeah. this meeting tomorrow, when... All when, bets are in, off, man. In my opinion, when inevitably the, the numbers don't live up to it, because I don't know how they could. Maybe I'm wrong, and, and if tomorrow I'm wrong, I'll say that. But I just don't know how they could live up to it, that $25 million benchmark, if you will. If you're Utah, you're not in a position. You're not being given a choice. If you're Arizona, yeah. Oregon, Washington, ASU, hell, even Oregon State, if they had if they had their way, I don't think you're being given a choice. And so you're forced to act. And mm. unfortunately, for the Taylor Randalls of the world, the Bobby Robbins of the world, right? You're being put in a position where you have to choose what you're going to sacrifice to move conferences. Because ultimately there's always a price. And whether that's the, the educational piece, the medical footprint piece, yeah. the athletic piece, there's going to be a sacrifice of some variety. And I, I can tell you unequivocally, the Big 12 would like to add Utah. I don't have any doubt about that. I just, I have a really hard time believing that. I have a hard time seeing Taylor Randall uh, and those guys leaving. You know, like it is, it is really difficult um, it is really difficult to believe that, that Utah would do that. I yeah. just, and I know, I don't mean to be redundant on that. I'll come back and explain that a little more after we tell you about our good friends at Papa Murphy's who have the best calzones. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones. Papa Murphy's does calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. You don't forget the calzones. Order now at papamurphys.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Download the Papa Murphy's mobile app right now. It's easy to use, man. You can put your order in at 4 a.m., Pick it up at 4 p.m. And the best thing about it is when you order through the Papa Murphy's app, you can customize all your pizzas, your calzones, marinara meatballs. They're taking big chocolate chip cookies are just so good. You take it home. It's done in 20 minutes. It's so much more time efficient than ordering pizza that gets delivered that's greasy and crushed against a box that has frozen ingredients on it. At Papa Murphy's, all the ingredients are, are fresh chopped in-house every day, and when you order it at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you walk in, you pick it up at 4 o'clock, it is on the to-go rack, ready to go. You just walk in, 
You take it, you put it in the oven, 20 minutes later, you're good to go. It's so easy to order your pizza at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. The Monty Show is presented, as always, by our good friends at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Um, always bring you our biggest stories in sports at the top of the third hour here. And I, I can only tell you so many times that if you got hurt at work today, there are so many workmen's comp issues um, in our world. You, you know, think about it in your, your, your friendship circle. You know people who get hurt at work all the time. And it's remarkable to me that those people rely on the business they work for that, oh, we're going to take care of you, Jimmy. You're getting paid. What? And what happens nine out of 10 times? Oh, well, uh, your boot was not tied in the correct knot type. Yeah, we're going to have to terminate and we're not going to give you any back pay. When all you need to do is go to theadvocates.com. It's free. You never go into your pocket to pay the advocates. In fact, you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. At theadvocates.com, you can chat with an attorney 24-7, 365. Theadvocates.com. And listen, if that's what your work is telling you, hey, we're good to go, you don't have to worry about it, they're probably telling you the truth. But what do you have to lose when you talk to one of the best injury attorneys in the business live online for free? You have nothing to lose at theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Let's run down the biggest stories in sports today. I think there's only one. There have been major developments um, in the Pac-12 situation, we've been telling you on this show for the better part of three, four days that Arizona is that team that's ready to act. We told you on uh, Friday that the Arizona Board of Regents, according to our sources on the board, was ready to move early this week if they were called upon. And, well, apparently they've been called upon because the Arizona Board of Regents has scheduled a meeting for tomorrow afternoon at 3.30. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, though, you can look online. The, the agenda is almost blank. There is almost nothing describing what they are talking about. The interesting part of this meeting on the agenda is a portion of it is public. A portion of it is ex- what's called executive session where they are behind closed doors out of the public light where they cannot take action. I want to make sure that everybody understands that. To move Arizona, the Board of Regents would have to have a public vote, much like Colorado. That's merely a formality. All of these policies and procedures are handled behind closed doors in executive session, which we will get tomorrow on the Arizona Board of Regents. We talked to a source on that board Friday. We talked to a source on that board today who told us that policy has changed significantly at the Arizona Board of Regents. They now do not view Arizona or Arizona State as having to act in concert with each other I was told many, many weeks ago, several months now ago, that Arizona would be charged financially, that the Board of Regents would want to make it difficult financially for Arizona to act autonomously by leaving Arizona behind, Arizona State behind in the Pac-12. We are told that's no longer the case because it is very clear that is what is in the best interest of Arizona is to leave the Pac-12 and get as much money as they can in the Big 12. Now, obviously... Arizona and Arizona State believe wholeheartedly they act together better. They act better together as a double. They clearly have leverage in the in the Pac-12. They would have that same leverage in the Big 12. I think there is no doubt now that policy has changed to the point where if Arizona State got an invite from the Big 12, it would be awfully difficult for the boys in Tempe to say no. I don't think that that is necessarily coming. But what our sources have told us 
is that Arizona is ready to rock and roll. Now, the other part of this is there is a big meeting tomorrow morning in the Pac-12, as we told you there would be. George Klyovkov, who 10 days ago could not present a TV deal of note in that he had no money to present or facts and figures. He also had no partners and he had no path to a deal to present the Thursday before Pac-12 football media day. That apparently has changed as well as one might think it would because tomorrow morning at our sources are saying 9 a.m. Pacific time, the Pac-12 presidents and athletic directors will be on a call together where George Klyovkov is reportedly going to present a media rights deal that includes TV distribution and revenue numbers attached. Now, our sources have been pretty consistent in this. If it's not $25 million or more per year per school, the Pac-12 is going to lose half of its membership. We've already seen one fall with Colorado. Are there four more universities willing to leave the Pac-12 for the Big 12 or the Big 10? I would tell you Arizona, Utah, Oregon, and Washington are four that I would watch. But in the last hours or so, I do believe that Utah is open to speaking to the Big 12. I maintain. I have not one time spoken to our sources at Utah where they have been excited about A, even having the conversation and certainly not B, leaving the conference behind Jake. I would be stunned if Utah made the decision to leave the conference. Yeah, you know, I I, I think that Utah doesn't want to leave the Pac-12, but again, my opinion is unchanged. They're being forced. You're being put in a position where you begin to understand that Utah is a great institution, and and I believe they're one of the most underrated institutions uh, in our country, honestly. Like, when you look at education, the medical side, athletics, um, you know, obviously education, again, like, the whole setup is is spot on. It's top notch. Now, are they Stanford educationally? No. Are they some, you know, are they Harvard? No. But they're really quality, man. And any conference in this, in the Power Five would be happy to have Utah. That said, Utah takes education very seriously in terms of their opinion and philosophy on how important it is. So the Big 12, the issue with the Big 12 is that the Big 12 is not nearly as strong of an educational conference as the Pac-12 is slash might be was after the meetings tomorrow. So so Utah is sitting here in this TV deal nonsense being forced to weigh educational importance versus total uh, monetary wealth importance. Meaning, hey, if we can go to the Big 12, let's say, and get 31.7, that's going to be better than 20 or 24.9. If we can, let's say, get to the Big 10, and we can get whatever their number would be there after it's all said and done, right? More than the Big 12, certainly. That's obviously going to be a big deal. But again, it comes back to this educational piece. So if you're Utah and you're looking at these two conferences, I would agree the Big 12 is not number one. I would say for Utah, philosophically speaking, on education, the Big 10 would be number one if, and again, if they're looking at moving conferences. And I maintain, again, they don't want to leave the pack. But George isn't really giving them another option at this point. That's the hard part. Yeah, and I, I think when you look at these situations, if you will, it is, it's really interesting to me. Excuse me. Sorry about that. It's really interesting to me that, again, Utah's been very quiet. And what have we learned through this process? Those that move in silence are making moves. And that's my Big hope. Moves. I feel optimistic, right? If, you, if, if tomorrow or a week from today comes out that Utah is going to the Big Ten, 
I would be ecstatic for Big Ten or for Utah fan. Even though, yes, admittedly, they are assholes on Twitter. Most of them, they are. For Utah itself as an institution, would be thrilled for Mark Harlan and Taylor Randall to have that type of opportunity in the Big Ten because it is any way you look at it a better opportunity. And if they if they want to sit here and say, hey, yeah, educationally speaking, it's not as good of a conference. Okay, cool, man. But at some point, like I was just saying before, uh, like last hour, I was just saying, at some point in this position you've been put in, you're going to have to sacrifice something. In the but, natural, what, but what is that it's sacrifice? It's the educational quality of the conference. The yeah. Pac-12 is a leading educational conference in the country, right? Notice I didn't say they were best athletically. Yep. didn't say they make the most money. But educationally, they are incredibly strong. Yeah, we're- and and I, I, can, I can tell you just chatting with – I mean, people, people text me all the time, but there are – when you get a text from somebody that you believe in, and I, I'm just – I'm telling you now, Utah wants nothing to do with this conference failing. Wow. I think Utah is going to stick this out until the end. I think Utah believes in this grouping. And I understand why. I understand why. I believe that Taylor Randall on the board of directors is just simply too late. I think if he had been on this board of directors six months ago, we're having a different conversation. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to say, again, yeah, maybe six months ago, sure. But but we're we're not there. We're here now. and And I think... If you're Taylor Randall, like, again, I'm not criticizing Taylor, but if, if it ever comes out, if it were to ever come out that Utah waited too long, I would not have nice things to say because you can deal in what you want and what ifs and, man, I wish, but the reality is you're not in that position. Well, and the word, that I'm, the word that's being used is Utah's conversations in the last 10 days with the Big 12 have been, quote, tepid. Well. That's the word, which is... That's not exactly the word I'd like to be hearing. There is a... But but again, there is a lack of enthusiasm from Utah leaving this conference. And I totally understand that. I don't... And I see the people in the comments and on Twitter saying Utah doesn't want to be seen following BYU. That's a bunch of malarkey. Yeah. That's, that's just not it. true. Yeah. I don't think that Utah is following BYU. I don't think that Utah is, you know, creeping to the... That's a bunch of BS. What I'm telling you is Utah has to do what's best for BYU to a certain extent because what's best for football in Utah certainly is, is best for Utah. But Utah's not going to make a move for or against BYU here. Yeah. Utah's going to do what Utah needs to do to secure its future. I do not for a second believe, and maybe I'm just the idiot, I do not for a second believe that Mark Harlan is a guy that's going to watch this conference go down in flames and be like, all right, I'm just going to be here on the deck of the Titanic playing my violin. Sorry, man. I know that guy to be an operator. I don't believe that Mark Harlan's a guy who's just going to make a move and or technically not make a move because, oh, I can't be seen trailing BYU to the Big 12. <laughs> well, let's call a WCC. <laughs> that's not who Mark Harlan is. Mark Harlan's an operator. And furthermore, I think when I look at Taylor Randall, Taylor Randall has been one of the few guys in this conference. The president at Utah, Taylor Randall, has been one of the few guys in this conference that has actually facilitated progress in that he has gone behind the scenes and consistently built bridges and open communication lines to get conversations going, to, to seed progress. 
where everybody else has been F this and F that and I'm really upset and it just does not fit to me that these guys are going to go down and watch the Pac-12 burn. But having said that, I'd be really surprised if they were one of the first teams to jump off the ship. And I think Colorado, and maybe Dan Lanning's right to a certain extent, is Colorado a death blow to the Pac-12? It's not. It may have started, the, it may have put a hole in the, the, the bow of the ship. Mm-hmm. But if you lose Arizona, it's over. It's over. There's no conference without Arizona. And Mark Harlan and Taylor Randall can love this conference to death. If Arizona goes, Utah's got to go with them. Don't have a choice. They got to go with them. I completely agree. But I just don't know. And again, I, I apologize to be looking at my phone, but I'm also being told that they've told the Big 12 that Utah's told the Big 12 that they they have an obligation to see numbers from the Pac-12 before they make any decisions. Okay, I can live with that. I don't disagree with that. I mean, Arizona's essentially said the same thing, yes. right? Yes. Bob Robbins said, hey, I know what the Big 12 number is. I got to see what the Pac-12's number is, and I can make a decision. Okay, cool. I'm fine with that. I am fine with that. Where I part ways when it comes to Utah is if they are too loyal. Yes. If, if, they, if, they, if their grip on the conference is too much and the conference implodes and you get stuck in the Mountain West, which I don't believe will happen. But if that were to happen, I'd have a huge issue with that. I don't know what it is. It's frustrating because, and I'm not a Utah fan. I always get put into this box. Well, last week you were a BYU fan who's old and you're I'm I'm an old fat Mormon and that means I'm dying soon. Yeah. That's what Twitter told me. Yeah. Even though I'm not old, I'm not LDS and I'm not a BYU fan. Yeah. But I always get put into these boxes. The issue that I have with this Utah conversation is they already, even at their best of times, don't get the respect they deserve. Mm-hmm. Kyle Whittingham is a top five football coach in the entire country. Top five. And he's doing it in a place where there are massive stigmas hanging over your school and your state. Massive stigmas. He is a BYU alum, which I think nine out of 10 people don't know. Yet he still goes into every economic situation, inner cities, single parent homes, rich neighborhoods, doesn't matter. And he routinely pulls the best football players and makes them usually excellent DBs, excellent linebackers, excellent defensive linemen. He's an excellent recruiter, an excellent head coach. And you don't, do you see him turning over his staff constantly? You don't. He runs a phenomenal football program. The stadium is full. It's newly renovated. They've won the Pac-12 two years in a row. They've played the Rose Bowl two years in a row. And nobody fucking knows it. And it's mind-blowing to me. Mm-hmm. Because that guy, Kyle Whittingham, and that program at Utah deserve better. Program. What Mark, what, what, what. Taylor Randall and Mark Harlan have done there has been nothing short of spectacular and nobody knows it. Yeah. And it, it's a travesty and it's all because this conference doesn't play on big game TV. doesn't play on TV for its big games because it's garbage. They just don't. Yeah. And yet Utah fan travels, Utah fan tailgates, Utah fan buys tickets, Utah fan puts money in the program. And nobody knows it. Nobody knows that 
Rice-Eccles Stadium up in Salt Lake City is one of arguably the best home field advantages into any level of football. And, and I do think in fairness, and I don't disagree with anything you've said, I, I, I do think that Utah deserves criticism for not winning big games, though. They haven't exactly helped themselves. Out of conference well, games. They, you beat, when you beat USC 31 times in a row, and that includes your, your boy Lincoln Riley, they win big games. They haven't beat Ohio State, they haven't beat Penn State, and they didn't beat Florida. That needs to change. They've got Baylor and Florida on the schedule early this year. You need to win those games. You need to win those games. We don't have a football conversation. Sure, they dominate the conference. They win big games. They beat Oregon. They, I mean, they, they, they sweep LA. Like, you name it, they've done it. They haven't won out of conference games. Postseason or regular season. They haven't won out of conference games. And it's inexplicable that, that Cam Rising didn't throw that ball last year at Florida. Don't know how you explain that. No idea. But he didn't, and they didn't, and they yeah. lost. And, and it, now we're here. Probably kept him out of a college football playoff spot, if we're being honest. Yet Anthony Richardson plays for the Colts now. I don't know how you explain it, man. Yeah. I really don't. Uh, Clinton Weaver gives us $10 and says, walk me through why Fox wouldn't want Oregon and Washington in the Big 12. They have 40% liability in the Big 12 versus Big 10 having a higher liability. In Big 12, Fox would get Oregon and Washington at a better price, only they wouldn't. Because Oregon and Washington is probably a Tier 1 game, and every Tier 1 game in the Big 12 is in football is on ESPN. All of the biggest basketball games, yeah, those are on Fox. But I believe it's 65% of the football in, in most of the Tier 1 is on ESPN. And it flipped that around for basketball. Yeah. So Fox Fox just isn't interested in being a, a tier one two partner in in the Pac twelve. So, okay, what about the Big Twelve? They don't own the football property there. ESPN does. Why do you think the pro rata is in the ESPN portion of the contract? Yeah. Now, a lot of sources have told us repeatedly Fox pretty much has an unwritten pro rata. Where they have they have said, yeah, hey, let's let's grow the conference. Yep, let's do it. So I I don't I don't think Fox would stand in the way. Yeah, I think Fox would be thrilled because it doesn't matter if you're 65 football or 65 basketball, you're 100 percent of something in the Big 12. Mm -hmm. So you'd be happy to have them. Uh, Tom Dean for two bucks says Big 12 gets Colorado, Arizona, Oregon, and Washington. ACC Pac six. I I just don't see Oregon and Washington going. Not to the Big 12. Again, I could be totally wrong about this. I, the Utah thing is is the best example of this. I am completely perplexed by it. What? Them, them their affinity or what? Their move, not move situation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is... I, it's disappointing for me. I, I, not, I wish... But it's not disappointing. Well... It's, it is... It is just having perspective. And we talk about perspective all the time in life, whether you're a golfer, an engineer, or an athletic director. Perspective is the whole damn thing. Because for Utah, their number one priority is not athletics. It's not now, and it never has been, athletics. But at some point, you have to do what's best for athletics. And I think Utah will do that 
I just don't think they want to be the ones that are like, yeah, man, we're out. Yep, let's do this thing right now. Because I'll be honest with you, the next team that leaves this conference ends this conference. They, they end it. But we've been told repeatedly that Brett Yormark doesn't want to double dip. He want, I think he wants one more group, and that's it. Three more teams. That's it. I think that's it. He's not going to keep going back, waiting for Oregon and Washington to get no invite from the Big Ten. Yeah. And as, as we reported today earlier in the show, the Big 12 is, is – look at the title of the show. The Big 12 is tired of waiting for Pac-12 Pac teams. I think they're tired of waiting. Yeah. I think tomorrow's the Alamo in the, in the Pac-12. Pac-10. That meeting at, at 9 o'clock goes well or it's over, period. Uh, Tom Osborne, BYU is an ap- – or BY is an absolute shark – Klyovkov is a, hmm, well, he may be. He may be. I don't think Brett Yormark's a shark. I think Brett Yormark is an opportunist. Because if he were a shark, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. Right? We would not. be. The conference would be dead already. Yeah, I think Brett Yormark is savvy. I think he understands how to get things done, but doing it in the right way. A shark would just go in and take the teams and, and not be done care. With it. Yeah, and not care. Yeah, root, root, shark would be more akin to being ruthless. Let's see, Jeff Schwartz apparently um, details on a potential media deal for the Pac-12, twenty million per school and mostly streaming. And this apparently is through Jason Shear at 24-7. Well, we've been telling you that for... A long time. A long time. Yeah, I, I mean, we've been on... We've told you two things. $25 million a year is the benchmark. If it's below that, schools are leaving. If it's above that, they're staying. Oof. And we've told you that we we have been told it's 19.7 and it's mostly streaming. So we've been told. If this is a $200 million deal, it's over. It's over. If this is $20 million, because the number we've had for months and months and months, $19.7 million. Yeah. If it's a 20, and let's just round it up to $20 million. If it's a $20 million deal, it's over. Because there's no way to spin $11.7 million in deficit to Washington State. There's no way to go to Arizona and say, hey, why don't you take an $11.7 million haircut by staying in the Pac-12? Because if it's $20 million in the Pac-12 and it's 31.7 in the Big 12, which we already know, I'm just going to go back to the Bobby Robbins statement. Because what did Bobby tell Dennis Dodd? Good old Bobby. What did, what did Bobby say? I know the number in the, uh, the Big 12's number. I just need to hear what the Pac-12's number is. Then I can make a decision. Well, here, let me help you out. If it's, if it's $20 million, it's over. It's over. And this is, this is, by the way, Jeff Schwartz, who I used to work with at ESPN, who is Pac-12 today on SiriusXM, saying that it's $20 million per school, uh, I'm just, it's over, dude. Yeah. If that's the number. See, that number, so this is what I mean. That number right there, as far as this Utah conversation, gives them no option. You're leaving. You, you, you de- and, my, and by the way, it's not a want to or not want to thing at that point. You deserve better. 
athletics, institutionally speaking, like the whole deal. You can't run a Power 5 athletic department on a $20 million mostly streaming deal. Because if you're getting $20 million a year on your streaming deal, on your media rights deal, it's all stream. You're not going to be able to recruit. You're not going to be able to monetize and leverage your stadium because those stadium deals are not for the people who come to the game. Those stadium deals are for the people watching the game because they need to be able to see your signage. They need to be able to see your logos on the field. And oh, by the way, if you're all on stream and my guess, if it's 200 million, that's probably an Apple deal. And if, if Jason Shear, I guess it, 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 um, whatever wildcat authority or whatever the hell his thing is, he's the one reporting this. Now I don't have a, um, I don't have a subscription to Jason Shear stuff, but if it's $20 million a year, see ya, it's over. There's, there's no saving that. Yeah. That's that to me is definitive. There is no saving that it's over yeah. it, at that point. There's just no way to how do you how you do don't. you sell that? Yeah, and, and I think you know again, let's not undersell the other portion of it, right? Obviously, twenty million is a problem, but mostly streaming is the other problem. Mm. I mean, if he brought fifty mil and mostly streaming, I think they'd do it just because it's fifty mil. But even at thirty, mostly streaming is a huge problem for these presidents. They are not amused by that. At thirty million, you could say, well, hey, we're making what the ACC and the Big Twelve are making. At twenty million, and streaming, Come and on. it's you're you're done. Come on, dude, it's over. And this is this is what I was saying earlier in the show in the first hour. For those of you who missed it, dude, if George Klyovkov had a, a an eighty twenty linear deal, like a, an eighty twenty traditional TV with just a small piece of streaming deal that was twenty five point one million dollars, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about this. Well, and you know the other thing that comes to mind. Let's project this out a little bit. If it's 80, if it's, excuse me, $20 million a year, $200 million, and it's mostly streaming. And let's say ESPN gets a game a week. That'd be my guess. You got to pay to produce the games. Great point. Because that's Apple TV. (coughs) So you're paying to produce the games. MLS produces the games. NASCAR is going to produce Xfinity for CW. Yep. You think all of a sudden Apple's going to turn into a production company? They're not. You got to pay to produce those games. So you're not going to net $200 million a year. And the other question is, if it's Apple TV, you'll never know your subscriber numbers or they'll never be public. So... Because MLS doesn't publicize them and they have an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement with with Apple TV because Apple TV does not want people knowing their subscriber numbers. Yeah. So you're in real trouble here. You're in real trouble here. That's a huge problem. By the way, you know what else came out of Apple TV today? I think on the Marshan uh, newsletter, they have 135,000 season ticket subscribers, which mean free subscription to Apple MLS Pass. Yeah. 
They thought it would be significantly more than that. But it turns out that if you're a family of four, you get one subscription to MLS Pass on Apple TV. So it's not four subscriptions for four different seats. Yeah. It's one subscription for four seats. So it's far less than the total number of tickets sold. Yeah. So I, I don't I, know, man. I also think another interesting point when we compare the pack and the MLS deal, the MLS deal is 10, 10 years, $2.5 billion, right? $250 million a year for 10 years. Oof. Think about that in comparison to the pack. It makes sense, right? If you think about, okay, 20 per school per year for five years. Gross. I mean, that's right in the same ballpark on scale. I mean, like, you know, again, it's an entire league. It's a, you know, a 9-10 team league in college football. That It would make sense that it would be less than the MLS deal, but you get what I'm saying, right? It's right in that same operating space. So, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It, I mean, again, would you say Jeff Schwartz and Jason Shear, whatever, reporting yes. this, like, you know, again, if it's stream heavy and it's and it's nineteen point seven, that does admittedly Ooh. scream Apple TV. It does. Those numbers add up to Apple TV. That's not good. So when you're turning down the CW regional deal, when you turn down, and it goes all the way back to ESPN and Fox coming in these two conferences to merge, and the Pac-12 said no. It and goes all the way back. I also think this plays to ESPN and Apple making a partnership. Well. Because, yeah, I, I, you can't stream your Tier 1 games. You cannot. No. There's no chance you can do that. There's no chance. I am curious. If it's, if it's Apple and ESPN, Apple gets a game, or excuse me, ESPN gets a game for linear on ESPN, ESPN2 or ABC. They get a game for ESPN+. Plus. That's two. Yeah. And then my guess is Apple would get three games because you'd have 10 teams in this league. You'd, you'd have three games on Apple, two games on ESPN. You're going to die. You're, you are going to suffocate because you just don't have carriage. And now people are going to have to wonder, well, where's the game? Hey, well, Kate, where is it? Well, you, oh, oh, it's another app I have to get. So if you're Utah, obviously every player and every athlete is going to get a free subscription in the conference. Right. But your fan base, your, half your fan base isn't going to be able to watch. This is going to be like for Utah. This is a nightmare because it's the Utah Jazz deal all over again where your games aren't available locally. So if you live in Salt Lake City, imagine this. You're done. The Utah Jazz just rolled out. Hey, we're going to be on on Channel 2 here, I believe it is, KUTV, local TV station Oof. here in Salt Lake. But we're also, if you're not in the Salt Lake market, going to roll out an app experience and different tiers and all that good stuff. So if you're a sports fan in Salt Lake, you've got BYU, who's obviously an ESPN property. You've got Utah, that's unknown in this deal, would be on Apple, let's say. Uh, you've got the Utah Jazz, who are on local TV. If you're not in the market, that's going to be their app. Um, if you are a Major League Baseball fan, you have to watch it on Major League Baseball app unless you have DirecTV because yes. YouTube TV doesn't carry Major League Baseball. If you're a soccer fan in Salt Lake, now you've also got to have Apple TV. So you can see how it would start to add up. And I haven't even gotten to Hulu, Netflix, or Amazon Prime yet. 
it's getting heavy, dude. Apple is not an option for the Pac-12 Man, at that number. Yeah, now this is terrifying. If Jason Shear, and again, we don't know Jason personally. I mean, he he very much is connected at Arizona. Yeah. Um, if he's correct, and it's $20 million a year and mostly streaming. It's brutal. It's a terrible deal. And unfortunately, it's exactly the deal we've reported for well over about a year now. That's the, I believe, back in October, that's the first deal we ever reported. And said it would be, it would be, but it was supposed to be with Amazon. Yeah. And George kept asking for, hey, I believe he asked for $350 million a year from Amazon. Look at me. Then, hey, this is the Amazon versus ESPN that never materialized. He thought ESPN and Amazon would get into a bidding war. And ESPN was like, nah, bro, we're not going to compete with them because they're not competition for us. Which I agree with. And Amazon said, nah, dude, we just want a Friday night game of the week, man. That's it. Ooh. This could be, this could be rough. And by the way, let's not, let's not fall in love with the idea that this is only on Saturdays. Because I have to believe that somebody is going to play a Friday night game in the Pac-12. Haven't they always? Yes. Haven't they always? Yes. And I have to think that part of this deal would be a Friday night game for somebody. So this is a, this is a rough way to do business because what comes to mind there, not to just keep rambling, but if ESPN's, if ESPN's game is Friday night, that's going to be really rough because then all of your Saturday content's on Apple TV. Now that makes sense to me because Apple's been very clear we want it all. And what do you get with MLS? You get all of it, except you get a game every 72 years on Fox, which nobody knows is ever on Fox. It seems like ESPN will do Friday night Pac-12, and all the rest of the Pac-12 content will be on Apple TV. Yeah. Ooh, that's ugly. That, that's ugly. If it's 20 million bucks, man, I hope I, I've never said this before, but man, I hope I'm wrong, because if it's 20 million bucks, this conference is dead in the water. Yeah. There is just no other way to there's no, no other way, way to describe it. it. J Rod says the Pac twelve equals the Southwest Conference. Ooh, you better hope not. You better hope not. Tom Dean, uh, Big Twelve, first three Pac twelve schools to jump, get in, no Washington State. I don't think that's it, because I don't I don't I'm not confident. I'm not confident that Oregon and Washington want to go to the Big Twelve. I'm just not confident in that. Yeah. And I think that I think if he had his druthers, Brett Yormark would add Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah and be done with it and be at, be at, be at 16 teams for the next five years. I think if he had his druthers, that's what it would be. You know, could be wrong. Maury Alvarez, the great Floridian for $2. Are you getting BYU-Utah players for the season? We're working on it. Working on it. Uh, OG Gary a.k.a. Big Ten Ute. I would be afraid of Utah fans' ego if we get to the Big Ten. Oh, if you get to the Big Ten, talk you, all the shit you want to talk, yeah, dude. Yeah, you should. You should. You should. I agree. You should. Yeah. Uh, Curtis, where does uh, Colorado rank in education? Colorado. I have to pull that up. I don't know off the top of my head. But I'm pretty certain that Colorado... Colorado's a good, not great. Let's see. Let me roll down here. Get off my screen. You pop up advertisers. 
Uh, the Pac-10, as I scroll Number 43 in the country. Number 43 in the country. Thank you. There you go. Um, they are, not, no, 97th. Average ranking 97. Here, anyway. And I can tell you this is um, from 2022. Where are you seeing that? Uh, I'm seeing this on U.S. News for 23-24. Average ranking, as I see it in the Pac-12 right now, Stanford third in the country, Cal 20th, Washington 55th, Colorado 97th, Arizona, Oregon, and Utah 105th, Arizona State 121, Oregon State 151, Washington State 212. Yeah. In the Big 12... You have, come on, uh, their average is 148th. Baylor 77, BYU 89, TCU 89, Kansas 121, Iowa State 127. Here's where the fall off happens. UCF 137, Cincy 151, K-State 166, West Virginia 234. Yeah. Texas Tech 219, Okie State 182, Houston 182. It's a huge fall off. Yep. Huge fall off. Colorado Boulder's a great place to get an education. Yeah. There, there is there is no doubt about that. Uh, Cowboy Country, look at the videos I did last year. So now we're promoting our channels. Uh, Utah is a great stadium. Winningham is a proven winner. Utah is a great add to the new Big 16. I think, yeah. Okay. Tom Dean. Uh, I read that one already. My bad. I meant to click this one. 20 million or... Oregon and Washington are leaving for the big something. If it's $20 million, yeah. Daniel Dixon says Apple TV is now included with App, uh, Apple Music. Yeah, they have what's called Apple One, where you get everything. Okay. So, you know. Michael Trules for $2. Any chance the ACC tries to grab Oregon and Washington? Why would you do that? Yeah, it doesn't make them any sense, dude. Yeah, the travel's just that. too much. Yeah. Uh, Corey Erickson, could you could reason Utah is not scheduled a special board meeting be because they already have one scheduled for August eighth? Could be. You don't have that much time. You don't have that much time. This is going to be over in a couple of days. This will be over this week. Yeah. In my opinion, one way or the other. There, there's no other way to to look at it. Brigham's boy, uh, boys gives us five dollars. Whittingham's salary is six to eight million. If Utah doesn't get into the Big Twelve and goes to the Mountain West. Can they afford him? Could this be his last year? I. Kyle's not coaching anywhere else. If he doesn't coach at Utah, he's going to retire. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and you'll figure out six to eight minutes. I can't see him going to the Mountain West. No. Nah. I'm telling see you, him. they're not going to the Mountain West. They will figure it out. B for $5. FSU Regents have interesting agenda for Wednesday meeting. They're voting to set up a new direct support group and a loan for funding. Okay. If you're in the ACC, you're going to have a hell of a time getting out of your grant to rights. In fact, you're not going to get out of your grant to rights. So I think you have to be creative. You do. So that is an interesting yeah. agenda item. Boss Frog, what's up, my guy, for $10? Could it be your Mark used Dinich's report of adding one more school happy with 14 last Thursday meant to add pressure to the remaining schools or rush Costanza to present a proposal? Oh, I think we openly talked about that on the show. 
George Costanza. We we funny. we openly talked about that on the show. Yeah, I mean it's right up right your Mark's alley to do something like that. I mean again, this guy this guy's an operator. He's not you know remember that comment earlier about is Brett a shark? No, he's not a shark in that sense. He he's much more of a he is much more of an operator. He he yes. is doing things in silence behind the scenes that are setting up other plays down the road. Yes. So yeah, it, could he have you know uh, given Heather Dinich? a word off the record that then she used as a source, let's say. Yeah, that that could have happened, absolutely. Um, I can tell you I, I'm not confident in that because I know based on what Heather Dinich reported last week or the week before that, you know, based on the reporting and the verbiage used, she was talking to Kirk Schultz up at Washington State. So I, I, I don't know, if, you know, if that changed or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, Brett, I wouldn't be surprised if Brett did something like that. So a... A guy that I know is asking me how much power Mark Harlan has at Utah because there is a belief that Mark Harlan is, in fact, working behind the scenes. Oh, I think he's, I mean, I think he's got I think a he has pretty good amount. power. I mean, you wouldn't extend him and keep him, uh, you know, could, you know, have that kind of commitment to somebody if you don't believe in them and, and allow them to work. And I do think that there's a reason that Mark Harlan is the guy sitting up on the panel, if you will, of the three at at Pac-12 Football Media Day, right? It was Mark Harlan. It, it wasn't anybody else. It wasn't, you know, someone from Oregon or whoever. It was Mark Harlan. So I have no doubt that Mark Harlan has power. I think that Mark Harlan and Taylor Randall have an outstanding relationship and they work together to get things done. And I think that Mark Harlan is uniquely aware of the fact that Utah is not just a football school. He wishes that, I know for a fact, he wishes they were better in basketball. But Utah is an opportunity or a proposition for another conference where where Mark Harlan can say, hey, yeah, we're really good in football, but look at all the other stuff we're really good at too. We can bring value in other ways in the athletic department on top of medical and educational and all that other good stuff. Yeah, it's just very interesting the conversations happening about Utah at this moment. Uh, I... It's a very fine line, dude. Utah cannot get left out in the wind, and I don't think they will. I'm not trying to say I think they will. I think they will make a decision and they will find their they way, but it just is risky. on a precarious perch, dude. Yes. Uh, Charles Spellman. Hi, Charles, for $10. Thank you. The Pac-12 fumbling the bag on half the con- a continent world, continent-wide conference. Hello? The Pac-12 fumbling the bag on a half a continent-wide conference 10 years ago and even two years ago is crazy. Big 12 Cyclone here, happy for my team, but not for college football as a whole. Well, you're not wrong about the big, the Pac-12 fumbling. Yeah. The Pac-12, as we have talked about multiple times, I mean, they, they have had absolute opportunity to end the Big 12 multiple times and just, I think, got hosed by Carol Fult at USC once. Thanks. And I think just made the wrong decision with BYU when this conference expanded. Yeah. Not adding BYU, and I'm one of the people, I trace it right back to that. Not adding BYU was when you knew the decision-making in this conference was very questionable. They, I worked at a national network when that happened, and people were like, wow, really? Because at the time... Utah was a really solid ad. They, you know, the original BCS busters, like, but it was really surprising that BYU got left behind. 
Yeah. And the slandering and the, wow, well, they don't play on Sundays in their tidy whitey underwear. Again, like, here's that word again, arrogance. That slant, that arrogance and slandering, today it's coming back to roost. Because if BYU was in the Big 12, the ESPN relationship's better, the money-making re- relationship's better. I think BYU's football program would be much further along, so their TV audiences would be much better. It, it was a huge mistake. The value that that brand would have brought would have made it very difficult to keep the Pac-12 off of TV. Yeah. And they chose not to do it. And, I mean, that would be like choosing not to to take bucked up energy with you everywhere you go. Seriously. It, it's killing you, right? Um, you guys, I can't say enough about bucked up and how much it's helped me be healthier. Uh, I have, as I've espoused on the show, I'm pushing 40 pounds of weight loss now. And it's because I'm sleeping better, because I'm eating better, because my hunger's in control, because of the brand new protein bars and I hate protein bars but the buck bar is phenomenal it is good it is the word that comes to mind is it is absolutely a treat it's like a candy bar and it keeps you full because the number one ingredient in a buck bar whey protein isolate the purest form of of whey protein you can get I'm telling you get in the description of this YouTube show below get the free sampler pack they're going to give you a sampler pack of their new buck bars sent right to your door for free Get the get the link to get the free buckshot samples sent right to your door. 200 grams, uh, milligrams of caffeine, long-lasting, clean energy that gives you a mental lift. It's fantastic for that 1 o'clock carb crash after lunch. Mm-hmm. They just work. I take buckshot every time I golf. When I make the turn at the ninth, I take my buckshot, and I almost <laughs> unanimously can tell you my back, my back nines are better than my front nines. And it's so much so that I've always, I've, I've tried to tell myself, well, take your buckshot before you tee off. And I always forget to do that, but I'm, I got to do it this weekend up at Canyons because my front nines at Canyons have been horrendous, mm-hmm. but buckshot just worked. Get healthy with really good ingredients and products that simply work at buckedup.com. Use a promo code Monty 20 to get 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com. Uh, let's run through your comments here. Oh boy. The Utah fan on this show is in. Not feeling good about this, Monty. Greg Hawkins says. Oh, boy. I believe our administration will be too slow to pivot, and we will be left behind. Look at the difference between George Klyovkov and Brett Yormark. It should be obvious we should go. Well, I can tell you I'm sitting here while we're doing the show um, talking to several people, which is hard to do, but one of my guys in the TV industry is telling me that Mark Harlan um, is trying to get it done um, to at least have the, and the verbiage being used, I don't want to be direct because I don't want to expose anybody, but essentially he's saying, hey, Mark Harlan knows that they have to have the conversation. Damn right he does. Now, I have not confirmed that with Utah. I have DM Mark Harlan. I have asked him on the show. I've asked to have an offline conversation with him. Utah has unanimously said no. Every single time I've asked to have them. I am telling you what sources are telling me, which is Mark Harlan understands that Utah has to have the conversation now. Yeah. And last last Thursday was an absolute game changer. Mark Harlan was on that call, as was Taylor Randall. Do you see do you guys see what I mean? They're being forced. You're being put into a position where you where you where you are left with no decision but to say, hey, 
we don't want to do this, but George, you're not giving us another. You're uh, not helping us. You're not helping us. You're not giving us any sign of hope. Um, and and clearly, we we can definitively say now that that Utah is in a position where they have to have secondary plans set up. You, you just have to. And and I think again, kind of what you said. Why did we title the show what we titled the show today? The Big 12 is tired of waiting for Pac-12 schools to make a decision or to 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 take action. And so Utah, I think, has to be aware of this concept. Like, again, if 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 it's coming out that Utah is being is now open to the idea that they need to have conversations with the Big 12, that means one of two things. Either they were completely shut off to talking to conferences altogether. Or they've had uh, conversations with, with like, let, let's say the Big Ten, and they know what the opportunity is there, and clearly that opportunity is not one they like, and so now they know they need to talk to the Big 12 because they know what this deal looks like, and they're waiting for confirmation tomorrow during this meeting. To which I say, okay, we're getting these comments about the Mountain West five, six minutes ago or whenever it was. They're not going to the Mountain West. I'm just telling you guys now that's never going to happen. They, I, I, I have to believe that that they're going to set up contingency plans. You have to be prepared. And I can just, I will say this as clearly as I can say it. And I am trying to get confirmation. I am trying to get a comment from Utah. But I can only say this as clearly as I can without comment from Utah. And I want to make that very clear. I have not spoken to Utah. I have asked, they have not answered. But what our sources are telling us is that Utah has not ignored the Big 12. Now, Ian Fitzsimmons from ESPN is reporting that Utah is not returning phone calls and not communicating with the Big 12. I am told that is not the case. I am told that their communications have been tepid is the word that was used to me. And that Utah has told the Big 12 we are committed to seeing the numbers in the TV deal. And we are at a point now where based on what we've seen here, those numbers should come out tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Pacific time. So that excuse now goes away. I have to believe from what I know of the way that Mark Harlan operates, I have to believe that tepid is the right word. Because I have never, not one time on this show, been told or reported that Utah would be excited to leave the Pac-12 because they're not. I've never, not one time, heard or reported on this show that Utah wants to leave, is excited, is willing to. But I agree with what was just said by Jake. Utah doesn't have a choice. The phone's ringing and they have to answer it. I believe what my sources are telling me which is that Utah's response has been tepid. And I am told that the Utah response has been, we are committed to giving George and his team a chance to finish out this process with the TV deal. And that's going to happen tomorrow now. And we already know that Utah has, in our opinion, from what we've been told, made it clear that they feel like they are a better fit in the Pac-12 than they are in the Big 12. But again, I want to make this clear. Because I know Utah people watch this show. I know people up in Salt Lake City, Utah, watch this show at the university. We have asked you to comment. 
We have asked Mark Harlan to come on this show over a dozen times. We have asked Taylor Randall to come on this show over a dozen times. They have unequivocally refused at any time. So if Utah is doing something different, we have asked and they have refused to answer. But the people we are talking to are highly connected. And I would ask you to check our track record. We have been pretty fucking accurate. And if you look at the numbers that are now being reported on this Pac-12 TV deal, that it's $20 million and it is 80% streaming, I think that's exactly what we were reported on this show for about 11 months. Thanks. And it's unfortunate. But again, if you are Utah and Arizona State, it's time to pick up the phone and listen. I'm not saying it's time to go. It's time to pick up the phone and listen. Because tomorrow at noon, it's probably too late. Agreed. I think it's probably too late tomorrow at noon. Because your constituents in the Pac-12 are going to be making these decisions the moment that George utters those numbers. Yep. So this is this is the problem with being, by process, dead silent in this situation. If you're, if you're Utah, I am just going to continue to say, Utah, you are better than this. So be better than this. If Utah gets left in this conference with $20 million a year, that is a shame and it is a dereliction of duty. It is irresponsible. And I don't believe that Mark Harlan, who I continue to say is the best athletic director in the country, mm-hmm. I don't believe that he's derelict in his duty, and I don't believe he's irresponsible. And I think Taylor Randall is 100% standing behind Mark Harlan, who I will also tell you again should be the commissioner of the Pac-12. But now he probably shouldn't get a shot because he should be in the Big 12. Agreed. And I think you can't be left behind. You can't. It's. It, it, I, I don't know... If at this point you're not in, you're not saying to yourself at Utah, all right, yeah, we we got to get moving here. We got to have conversations. We got to be prepared because I think your best point there is, hey, every other member institution in this conference who has an option knows what their choice is going to be depending on what George says. And I can only say I have asked them to come on the show repeatedly, over and over and over again. And here's an and unsolicited. And this person I don't believe is listening to our show says to me, it is not true that Utah is not talking to the Big 12. They have told the Big 12 they need to hear the number and then they will make a decision. So that's three people unsolicited texting me, telling me the exact same thing. So I have no reason to believe that that's not true. See, that I like. I like that a lot. If Utah truly is in the position where they've had the conversation... And they've told Brett, hey, we're we're open to coming to the conference. We just we 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 need to hear the number and then we will inform you what we're gonna do. I'm fine with that. I think that's proper process. I think that's what Bobby Robbins has done. I think that's what Colorado did. I like I I I think that's proper. I have no issue with that. And I look at I look at some of the other schools that I would compare to Utah in stature. And I look at somebody like UCF or Houston or like, who's got big fo- – Cincinnati has huge football wins. I look at UCF. They got themselves to a P5. Are you telling me that it, that they're going to just 
start cutting their knees out 10 years from now in the Big 12? I'm t- I, I, I don't know. Greg Hawkins, I, all the Utah fans that watch this show, they tell me, and Greg hasn't said this specifically, but just about every Utah fan says that I don't know what I'm talking about and I, you know, I'm a BYU fan. And I'm telling you, if you've ever believed anything I'm telling you, Mark Harlan's a fucking monster behind the scenes as an athletic director. Agreed. 100%. The guy is not going to sit here and play the violin on the deck of the Titanic. I, I am I refuse to believe that. I I just I just don't I don't see that happening. Well, and again, I I think the other side of it I don't see that, it happening. Yeah, the other side of it that I think no one talks about within that because I completely agree with that is that these guys, remember, are all privy to the information. They all have the numbers of what their school is doing now. They all have the numbers of what their school would be doing in another conference. They they all have all of that information. So they're not flying blind. They have the information. And I feel as though these schools in the Pac-12 have a certain – they feel they have a certain obligation to hear the number, then make a decision instead of just jumping. All right, let's spend the last 10 minutes of the show reading your comments. Yeah. Uh, presented by TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Get your 30-day trial membership for 10 bucks worth of a charity donation. Here's why this is significant. A lot of people ask me why you would do this. That $10, that $10 is absolutely, and another one, and uh, uh, another one from from a really well-placed source in television saying, I'm watching your show right now. I don't know who thinks that Utah is not answering the phone, but they are simply telling the Big 12 that they need a day or two to negotiate with the Pac-12. Now, negotiate's an interesting word. I don't know why that would that word would be there, but that's an interesting word. That may just be a mistype. I don't know. That makes sense to me. Because yeah. all these conversations, I can tell you for certain, happened over the weekend. Yeah, of course. And yeah. the Arizona Board of Regents scheduling a meeting for tomorrow at 3.30 did not happen today. That meeting was scheduled yesterday. at, And they said, hey, what time? Because I was telling you they were all talking behind the scenes. All of these people are talking behind the scenes. Yes. So I'm telling you, the Big 12 has been having ongoing conversations. Yeah. And my belief is, from these people reaching out to me, Utah said, I need to get through this meeting on Tuesday. That's what makes sense to me. Need to get through this meeting on Tuesday, see what the number is, then we make a, then we make a, a, a choice, a move, a decision. Yeah, again, and I think that's fine. Yeah. I, I think that's proper. I think yeah. that's what they should be doing. It really, the Utah thing really bothers me because they deserve better. This is what I say about San Diego State fans and alumni. You deserve better than Adela Delatore Delatore and J.D. Wicker. The athletic director of the year who can't seemingly figure out how to get into a P5 without embarrassing himself. And won't be held accountable by doing interviews for the things he's said and done. Most won't do it. Utah, you have two great administrators. I can't believe they let you sit here and twist. They won't. Tridaytrading.com when the market's up. TridayTrading.com is phenomenal. When the market's down, TridayTrading.com is phenomenal. Day trading is not about long-term. Oh, the market's down, I lost money. No, you lost money because you were in it long-term. Day trading is in and out. They give you the tools to do that. Algorithms, processes, and software. The highest level of coaching and education you can get. And it's not over as soon as you graduate the program. 
That coaching and education is continuing. You always have a support system, so much so that when you graduate the TridayTrading.com program, they fund an account for you where you trade with TridayTrading.com's money, and when you make money with their money, you keep 80% of the profit. TridayTrading.com, get a $10 30-day trial membership, and you get access to the entire program for 30 days. No holds barred, no strings attached. And I always tell people at the end of that 30 days, you can walk away. I don't know a single listener of the hundreds who have gone to TridayTrading.com. I don't know a single listener who's walked away after the 30-day trial is over. Not one, because it's a phenomenal program. Make yourself $1,000 a day trading full-time. Three to $500 a day trading part-time. All automated, all while you're out golfing, make yourself money. While you're at work during the day, that system's making you money all day long. Come home, you made three to $500 your car payments made. Yep. It's awesome, dude. Tridaytrading.com. Run the table. Let's finish off with your comments. Um, Hayden Maxwell. Utah F themselves going to the Big 12, pissing off Brett Yormark. I don't believe they ever pissed off Brett Yormark. Nope. Never. Uh, Harry Austin. At what point does the Big 12 say Oregon State is in and Utah is out? Soon. Soon. Because he can't go to 13 or 15. Oh. You're going to 14 or you're going to 16. And again, I think Bobby Robbins holds all the cards on that. Because if he says we're not coming if you don't invite Arizona State, they're inviting Arizona State. And if they go to 15, they got to find a 16. And I think that's Utah. And I still maintain Oregon State's been one of the most aggressive universities trying to get new affiliation. They called the Big 10 we were told last week that the Big Ten said, hey, we, we appreciate the phone call. We're doing our homework. They called the Big 12. I was told the Big 12 was interested and has been interested for some time, but not if they can get Arizona State, Arizona, and Utah. Yeah. Yep. Which makes total sense. Yep. So, uh, remember, Big 12 wants uh, members that want to be in the Big 12. Oh, I think, I don't think there's any doubt that's a comment for Oregon, not Oregon State. I think that's a really good point. Mark Rucker for two bucks. Utah to the pack as Juliet was to Romeo. Ooh. Ooh. I hope not. I, I, I fully admit I over I probably have too much confidence in Brett Yormark um, as a commissioner. But man, I can't believe he passes on on Utah if they're available. No. Nah, no. I can't. Nope. Mm, nope. That'd be tough. Uh Tad Schroeder. Okay. Truck Stop Conference about to run over the Pac-12. <laughs> Everybody is outraged. We've been waiting for those jokes. Good on you, Tad. Uh, Mark Wilson gives us $10. Thank you very much. Let's read some. Uh, let's see. Tanner Plummer. Well, your mark hasn't given us too much of a reason to not have confidence in him. He really hasn't. Yeah. And I would say the same thing about Mark Harlan and Taylor Randall. Yep. Uh, Cowboy Country. ESPN and Fox care about TV ratings. The, quote, Holy War will con consistently bring 3 million-plus viewers. BYU and Utah need to be in a conference game. I well, completely agree with that, dude. I don't know that that's a, a, uh, a motivation right this second, but I do think it is a, a big-time um, side effect, shall we call it, a cherry on top, a topper, uh, you know, topper. a thing. A thing. It, it's an item on the, on, the, on the sheet as to why Utah to the Big 12 makes sense. Ooh, the Cubs made another trade. Uh, they pick up Jose Cuas from Kansas City. 
Really? The Cubs are going for it. Good. The Cubs are going for it. They're, they, when you add pitching at the deadline, they added Jimer Candelaria from the Nationals earlier. And I think it's really interesting uh, that the Cubs are going for it. And, uh, and I, don't, I hope I'm not saying his name wrong, but uh, Kuas is – God. Dude, the text message machine right now is, is crazy. So I apologize, but it is uh, it is going to be very interesting to see what the Cubs end up doing. Um, he is a guy that it has a zero point three WAR and a four fifty four uh, ERA, three and O this year. Um, so his last five games, he's given up four earned though. You don't love that, but he's a young kid too. I'm excited. The Cubs are making deals, man. Yeah. Are you surprised? Uh yeah, a little bit. A little bit. You are. It's about time they started investing, but we'll see. Again, I still maintain you have to you have to win games now. It's not good enough just to add and then not and be you know six and twenty down the stretch. Yep, forty five games. He's given up six bombs. He's he's not terrible. He's good. That's a that's a good add to your bullpen. Gold Cubs. Jeremy and Lindley. Uh, so Oregon and Washington are out of the picture. I think in the Big Twelve they may be. They may be. Uh, Tom. Oh, hey, comment Tom. Pluto. Says, long as the Cubs finish higher than the Cardinals, I'm good. Man, I was oh, hoping the will. Cardinals would trade Nolan Arenado, but apparently they're hanging on to him. What are the Yankees going to do? Because they are getting shellacked again. This time at the stadium by Tampa, it's now 4-1. to one. Tampa is just rolling over them. Uh, Purple Haze says, sounds like Arizona will be moving pretty soon. I would agree with that. Tom Dean says, Big 12 at 31.7. Big 12 with uh, Colorado and Arizona, 35. Well, the number doesn't go up, but they're willing to pay. So, yeah. Spencer Williams says, 12 could stay at 15 and wait, stay, uh, stay open for ACC. Nah. Uh, I think you strike when you Just can. Just not necessary. Roger Abbott says, hey, Chicago, what do you say? Cubs are going to win today. I agree. Hit the music because your, your pop's floating, bro. Yeah, bro. You guys, you're flipping amazing. Tomorrow's another huge show. Yeah, I would be here for tomorrow. I would be here for tomorrow. No doubt about that. BYU Border gives us $2 to say Utah disregarded the rivalry. Keep it non-com. There you go. Hey, you guys. Love every one of you, man. Thanks for making this one of the top 5% of sports streams on all of of YouTube. A massive history-making day in college football tomorrow. Don't miss a second of the Monty Show. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.